Hi and welcome to The Best Thing You Watch. Welcome back. We've got Chris from Movies and Munchies, Ruben from The Ruby Tuesday. We have a very interesting uh, podcast for you today. If you are with us for the first time, welcome. You are most welcome. If you're returning, thank you so much for joining us once again. This week, we're going to do our top five each romantic rom-coms to watch at Valentine's Day or Valentine's Weekend or the week of. Yes, it's exactly what Chris is doing. It, uh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> Good reason. I don't know what to do. I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're going to talk about the best thing yes. we watched uh, this week. And then in our special extra bit, which is only audio, wherever you listen to your podcasts, we will be talking about entertainment and news and perhaps a couple of extra little things for uh, a surprise. But for now, we should jump in to... I'm, I'm very excited, and, and mostly I'm very excited about this one because I asked Chris to do five um, of his best rom-com for Valentine's Day. But what I've also done is I've guessed five films that I think Mike, Chris might have. <laughs> I've tried to guess what you have come up with. <laughs> That's awesome. So... You don't have to tell me whether... You can just tell me how many I got out of your five. You don't have to tell me what they are. I'm going to go through it. So what I've guessed for you, Chris, is The Proposal, definitely, maybe, Hitch, The Big Sick, Romeo and Juliet. Two out of five. Hey, that's not bad, considering how many they are. And I like... I mean, I actually... You mentioned a couple that I'm like, oh, that would have been good on the list. (laughs) All right. Hey, before we begin, though, I got a question for you. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is the most famous person that you have ever met? Oh, okay. Mm, That is, uh, yeah. Okay, so I've worked on a few films. Um, Met Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, I say met. I was near him. (laughs) He didn't talk with me. He talked at me. And he was, I'm pretty sure he was high at the time. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So... (laughs) Um, there, there's, there's a definitely a story there. You can go and check out the film called UFO or as it's renamed now, Alien Uprising. It's him and his daughter and and uh, Pierce Brosnan's son, uh, Sean Brosnan, oh, wow. I believe. Uh, it was a very interesting film shoot. And the best thing about that film shoot was the beers nice. with the crew. And that's, that's all I'm going <laughs> to say about that. <laughs> uh, but I was sitting in a press screening, no, in a press show where you go do the talkies and you have all the press in one room. And uh, the guy that was with me, we asked a question for Michael Bay. And that the question was, is there anything else left in the world that you'd like to blow up? And he squirmed in his seat and laughed. And that's terrible. And then wait, what was the question again? Uh, so, yeah, those are the, probably the, the, the two, the, the most famous people I've been in the room nice, with. Yeah. Nice, biggies. Cool. Cool. And you? Um, I had the, the opportunity when I worked in radio to meet uh, some people when they would come by the station and stuff like that. Um, I think. Nice. Well, I did one. It was funny because I used to have uh, spiky bleach blonde hair for quite a while before my hair turned to gray. Um, then it, well, it was wow. always. I'm trying to yeah, imagine it was, that. Well, it was all kinds of different colors for a lot of that. But then I just went bleach blonde for quite a while. Have you still got pictures? Oh, I'm sure someplace. Yeah. Yeah. Can you put one up? For I will to look see? for one. Yes. Yes. Hey. There we go. Um, and I'll even look for the, this. Well, I have two. I think it's on my Instagram someplace. I'll have to look back and see. But I, um, 
I got to meet Guy Fieri, which was fun because he's uh, he's a Northern California guy, just like I am. Um, and we looked very similar. I wasn't as um, stocky as he was, but we both had, I believe at that time, both uh, spiky blonde hair. But I'm sorry, I don't know who that uh, is. Going to Flavortown, Diners, Diver, Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives, Food Network. No? Do you, right. Yeah. No, yeah, no? no, that's that's not no? UK. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's a he's a chef uh, turned um, food celebrity, I guess. Um, he would okay. he would tour cool. uh, mostly the U.S. Um, for that show and just tour all kinds of restaurants, and then you know have a. Anyway, it was very interesting. I was on a diet one time, and I was uh, that's what I watched because I couldn't eat anything, so I was just watching the show, living vicariously through. And everybody else was like, why are you doing this? That's torture. And I'm like, well, it just makes me feel better because I can look at food and not eat it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, probably, you know, I think the at least the one that comes most to mind um, was Michael Rooker. I got to meet him. Yeah, nice. that was a, he, a very nice man. Um, you know, I'm so glad he is as nice as he seems. Oh, my he gosh. Is. He was actually, I think, because what was I think he was still. This was before. This was well before Guardians. Um, so I think he was mm. it, he was promoting. Was it? I don't know if he was still on Walking Dead when this came out, or when when I met him, or if he oh. was. Maybe it was right when. Well, I don't know. My timeline suck. Um, Sliver. Sl- uh, James Gunn. Before, oh before. no, no, I don't think so. It, no, this was. Mm. Yeah, my guess okay. is it was probably um, probably The Walking Dead. Probably a Walking yeah, Dead yeah, time. But hmm. the, like, you know, his character of Merle and um, <laughs> him in real life, totally different. That dude is so totally nice. I mean, he was awesome. Yeah, you know, especially because, you're, you know, you're walking through a radio station, going to an interview, and, you know, it, it, all mm-hmm. kinds of people are stopping in the hallway, and he was just, he was very generous with his time, and um, I didn't keep him there. I didn't sit there and... Can I have your yeah, autograph? Yeah, none of that. Just got to. Can you sign my book? Oh, well, I did that. You know, okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, just a, a quick photo with him. Told him, you know, I, I liked his work. Um, yeah, that dude has been in so much. I mean, if you, he has, he's good. He's, yeah, he, works he does a lot, and and it always astounds me. Mm. Um, like when I think back, and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, he's in that. He was in that. Wow. So anyway, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> There you go. Nice. Good question. All right. Let's dive in. Yeah. So what's your number five? Moonrise Kingdom from Wes Anderson. I would never have guessed you. Would oh, man. Okay. Yeah. I, it's, it is quirky. Um, How is it a romance? <gasps> the whole thing revolves around a romance between Susie and the boy. Okay. I mean... I think because it's Wes Anderson, I get lost in the what is happening in this movie. Oh yeah, no, but I mean, this is like I mean, think about it. Like his, they have this this love story back and forth between them, and then he goes on the quest to get her, and then once he rescues mm. her, they run away together. You know, yeah, the whole thing. Oh, it's yeah, the whole thing is about them yeah. being together. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So there you go. What's your number five? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, my number five, and most of mine are old films, uh, Dances with Wolves. It's a, it's an epic. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the same. I'm going to throw this one back at you. How is this a romance? Okay, so, so, so 
we we know the actor he's done loads of these type of films um but it starts with him just being uh, i guess he's a broken man he no longer wants to be like the colonel in the army he eventually gets um picked up by this tribe and then he learns their language and he falls in love uh with this indian woman and it's, it's basically about her um him trying to protect her and the the, the harrowing i'd say adventures the harrowing journey that they mm. go on uh throughout their life and it, by the time you reach the end it's it's even worse and, and it's, it's like one of the worst sad films ever but yeah i just love it as a sad romance uh it's one of those that it's epic yeah. though it's like three hours it's long so, i it's been a long time since i've seen it but i loved it when i saw it it's a good choice mm. well not obvious choice but it's a good choice not an obvious choice <laughs> yeah <laughs> when i had to keep one that was like what's one i would like to watch that i could i could push as a as a romance because sometimes the guys you know there's some that are just not quite for us but we sit mm. there and we go yeah okay for for my partner i will watch this uh but this one i think it does have a real love story at the heart of sure. it so i could i could argue gone in 60 seconds with nicholas cage is is a love story i mean because you know he loves cars and is that way no, no. <laughs> okay fair enough no no that's a good tra- you're right no. there is a huge love story within dances with wolves i mean that's why i think it connects so well on a lot of different levels is because you you know you mm. become emotionally invested in them and just their progression together oh. okay i mean saying that we had a car film recently where um titan i still haven't seen her chief yeah i know where she has um, some fun with a car and then you know stuff ensues like it naturally does that's a romance <laughs> it's not on my list <laughs> yeah maybe if i saw it it would have been on my list i don't know <laughs> maybe 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 it'll be on your list of never watch this again. Be. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people <laughs> yeah. seem to have loved it, and I'm not sure. I don't know if it's they love it because it was just so weird, or if it's really well done, or what it is. But no, I I hated it until it until I okay. loved it. It's like two okay. films. Yeah, okay. fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so what's your My number, number four? four? What's up, Doc? Have you seen this? Ryan O'Neill, Barbara Streisand, comedy from 1974. Uh, <clears throat> oh no! I that's that's like way before my time, Chris. It's a pretty old film. Wow. Okay, I didn't see it in the theater. <laughs> I mean, I, I was not <laughs> day yeah, release. No, no, I'm not even sure I was. I, I, yeah. Anyway, um, it's it's very quirky. It is very very funny. Um, but it's also a love story within there, and it came out right after, um. Ryan O'Neill's love story, that movie. And mm. and at the end of the movie, he pokes fun at his movie, which I thought was great. But, right. but it is. It's just okay. it's this very quirky romance. Um th- Sarah and he's singing in it? Yeah. Yeah, Barbara Streisand sings. Because it's yeah, Barbara she does Streisand, sing a little right? bit. Yeah. But she is um like I'm not a massive Barbara Streisand fan. Or, but this, I mean, she is she is outstanding. Um, you can see why, I mean, in this just because she, her comedy timing is outstanding. Mm. I mean, I think you, people will be surprised at how many films she's like, she's actually done. You're going, look, she's, she's been prolific. She's yeah. Yeah. So this one, yeah. this one's got a huge cast. 
also. It's um and okay. and I can't believe I haven't. Even oh heard my goodness! That. No, no, you need to, you need to watch it. It is it is one of my favorite like top ten movies I think because it's it's wow just so much fun. It's it, very family friendly, totally clean. Um, mm. very you know we we quote weird lines everywhere. Um, and so yeah. Oh so, really? Anyway. Oh well, that's interesting. You know, it's good if it's quotable. Okay. Normally, the bar, yeah. I mean, in different genres, like Anchorman is quotable for yeah. different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in this uh, one, or, or dodgeball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one, they're they're to- they're always out of context, but it's you know, mm. it still works. Anyway, there you go. Okay, I'm definitely going to put that on the list and see, uh, and then uh, I'll come back to you and say N- what. Oh no, you will come back to me and say thank you. I, we loved this. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah, the gauntlet has been thrown. Uh, my number four is The Bodyguard. I actually think this is a great romantic oh film. Deeply <sighs> sorrowful in parts. It's quite a drama. The story itself is quite gripping. You know, it's really tense in parts. Kevin Costner is superb. Wait a minute. I just realized I got mm, two Kevin mm. Costners back to back. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously have a thing yeah, for well, Kevin Costner. Okay. Uh, and I grew up in a household because my mother is a singer, my sister's a singer, um, and they, you know, they play Whitney mm. Houston forever, which is not a bad thing. She, she had an incredible voice. Um, but they just, I thought they captured something quite spectacular in that film. And it, it was really clever because everybody knew the songs, right? Uh, even though she was playing someone that was a singer, but not herself. And then um, you had that that story of the person trying to kill her. Um, and then, you know, the bodyguard who was the stoic dude who's, he's like, his shell slight, just keeps breaking down as he gets to know her more and more. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, the, the really fantastic end sequence. I thought it was great, which is why it's my number it's, four. Uh, I saw it, um, I rewatched it like a year ago. Or something. It had been forever since I watched that. Mm. And I was like, ah, is this going to hold up? And I mm. was surprised at how gripped I was by it still. I mean, I was, and I get chills, you know, when it, when the song comes on and it's just, it's, yeah. it's that, that heroic moment and just them together. And, uh, anyway, yeah. And to this day, I've never heard a version of Jesus Loves Me mm. uh, sung like that before which is like actually really powerful i was like damn like i know loads of people that would just cringe at that song uh but that i was like dang yeah well that's that's why they 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 can sing my mother says they can sing (laughs) yeah it's 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 very cool wow okay good choice again unexpected but i i like it it's (laughs) really good all right um my number three which was on your list hitch yeah, yeah it's, you I mean, it. no, this, this is where you live. <laughs> what is that? Stop that. Don't ever let me see you do that again. <laughs> How many times have you seen it? Oh, it's been a little while since the last time I watched it, but I could watch that uh, a couple times a year. Yeah. Right. It, it's, I mean, the combo of Will Smith and Kevin James together, um, I mean, Will yeah. Smith is brilliant, um, but you bring in a little bit more of the goofy, but a different goofy than what Will Smith is, and the, mm-hmm. those two together just 
if they both manage to bring what they bring best uh, and then you well at that time i think that's what will smith was doing best because he wasn't doing very many serious mm-hmm. films at the time he was more like action comedy yeah so he, he did this hitch thing and then we had kevin james who has that timing as well and they just played off each other so well uh so where it is a rom-com it's almost like a guy rom-com as well it has like two halves not that they were but they were in like a friendship butting head sort of buddy cop almost sort of uh friendship which worked really well with him trying to school him into you know this is how you got to do the love man uh really great really funny it's a so good what choice did you actually do for him not a damn thing <laughs> i just it's yeah there you go it's awesome uh, my number three is a film that when I watch it now, I get sad because the the main actor is oh. dead. Uh, it's Patrick Swayze. And it was a toss up between Dirty Dancing and the one I'm going to talk about because my wife loves Dirty Dancing. And I know uh, and most women would consider, but I have to go for what I enjoy watching with my partner. Um, and, and it's not dirty dancing, like even though I know it, it is romantic and it, it, it. But for me, Ghost is a really great love story, mostly because Whoopi Goldberg was in her prime there, and when he comes as the ghost, and, like there's moments where he's like possessing her, and then there's like even that was was weird, or he's just not letting up until she recognizes that actually this is a real mm. thing that's going on. The comedy between them two. So apart from the romantic um, side of it and that great scene with the pottery that everybody always memes, yeah. you know, yeah, it's great and it's beautiful and it's sad and actually has a really good mystery story mm-hmm. in there, which I thought was really fun because you're always trying to find out, well, how did he die? Why did he die? Who did it? Uh, but the Whoopi Goldberg duo, and I know Whoopi Goldberg and at the moment in the news is not <laughs> not doing well, but she did do some incredible films that I used to look forward to what she was oh, going to yeah. do next. And this for me was one of her best. I still can't, and this is a spoiler warning if you've never seen Ghost, but every time I see Tony Goldwyn uh, in any other role, I instantly think of him in Ghost. And I, I don't know why. I don't know if that's the first time that I, you're not, you're not I didn't him. know. No, there's something just about it, <laughs> yeah. a little shifty there, you know. Yeah, it's just, just something yeah. not right. Yeah. yeah, every now and again, a character or an actor plays a role so well that when you see them in other roles, you're like, I remember you, you're bad. I don't like you. I don't trust you. You can, you can yeah, jog on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, number two. Little, uh-huh. well, it's, I don't know if it, well, it takes place in Ireland. It's an Irish film. Why not? So, but rom-com, Leap Year with Amy Adams and Matthew Good. You seen this? I think Where so. I think it's been a while. Amy Adams goes over to surprise her, um, her boyfriend, Adam Scott, um, to propose to mm. him. Um, because on leap yes. year, there's a tradition in Ireland, I guess, at least according to the movie, you know, yes. where you can, the wa- the woman can propose to the guy and right. she goes on the journey, the road trip with Matthew Good. Um, and there's a, there's a scene with sheep on a road and yes. they get stuck in the car. Yeah. Or the cows, yeah. cows. Yes. 
Yeah. I mean, I like Matthew Good. He's great. And Amy Adams is a great duo. This one is, this was one of those also that we watch, um, could be several times a year. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, it's, right. it's okay. probably once a year now, but we were, I mean, and it's always, it's, it's a comfort movie. Uh, my wife loves it. I love it too. I think, you know, the comedy really works. The duo of those two, mm. their timing, their chemistry, um, because they're oil and water for a lot of it, you know, and, 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 and you yeah. know that, I mean, the movie's predictable. It totally is. You, for you sure. Know. Most yeah. of those are. You, it, yeah. You exactly. Know. And that's okay. I mean, because it just, that becomes the comfort because you know, and you hope that, oh, okay. We see them, how good they are together, even though they don't see it yet. We're rooting for it down the road. And so, yeah. And then you have the two, the two that's or great. three Irish guys um, who just periodically pop in little bits here and there, and they they expound their Irish wisdom th- through sayings. It always oh, cracks so me great. up. Always so cracks great. me up. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Makes me want to remove. Awesome. Uh, before I do my number two, uh, if you're listening or watching, give us your top five below. And uh, like maybe like how can you have missed <laughs> these? Uh, I'm sure there are because there's so many. The list there's is so many. There are hundreds. Yeah. And it's also very um, personal, I guess. Like some films, romantic ones especially, will resonate you, resonate (laughs) you, will literally shake you. No, will resonate with you because of like a point in the moment where you were feeling sad and it lifted you up or something happened in your life. So sometimes those type of films are really personal. So uh, let us know your top five in the comments below or tweet at us at Best We Watch and give us your top five. Uh, and we will talk about it next week, see what people yes, came up with. I think it would be fun to kind of see what people suggested. Uh, okay, my number two, also probably one that you're not going to have guessed, one of my favorite films of this particular actor, and also actress, I guess, but it's a weird one, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless oh. Mind. It's a bit of a head yeah. trip, but the the central premise is all the love story, and I just love the quirky indie vibe mm. of this um, Jim Carrey, man, he when he does stuff like this, oh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love his over-eccentric, overacting comedy that works for him well when he was doing them. But then he ventured off into doing like The Man in the Moon, um, my favorite, uh, Good Good Morning, Good Evening, Good Night, uh, in case I don't see you. Uh, Truman Show. The yeah. Truman Show, you know, um, the number 23 he had this little spat of really interesting, different, diverse films. And this was one that I was just blown away by. But also, like, emotionally, I was like, dang, that was a, that was a good story. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Uh, but, yeah, I re- guarantee you, like, once you put it back on, you're going to be like, yeah, I forgot. I think the dialogue, the mm. script was so, so good. I remember liking uh, Kate Winslet as well in this and just them together Ooh. really you know, kind of tragic, right? I mean, they're, they're, yep. yeah. I'll have, yeah, I'll have to revisit yeah. that. Yeah. I saw it on, as I was searching for ones just to jog my memory too. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But no, I can't really speak to that because it's, <laughs> need to, <laughs> need to rewatch that one again, see how I actually feel. Need to it. remember you, it more before I go, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, it's been wiped from my mind. So, you know, it'd be like watching it for the first time. Mm. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right. I uh, might. Oh wait, I see what you did there. Took me about yeah, seven well, years. Yeah. But, okay. okay, so my number <laughs> one, um, and this one is, uh, yeah, predictable. 
it's, but I watch it. I could watch it a lot um, because the timing of the leads, the whole cast really. So Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but which one? You listed two Ryan Reynolds mm. films. Okay. Um, oh, see, I prefer definitely maybe, but the proposal is also very good. I'm going to go definitely maybe. Definitely not. But, <laughs> okay. but no, that is <laughs> it's the definitely proposal. maybe is such a good movie too. I mean, even with, you know, the, the young Abigail Breslin and that relationship and telling the story and, you know, what what's a term for a male slut? They're still working on that. Um, <laughs> Chig- <chigolo. laughs> I love it. But no, the proposal, I mean, it, 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 okay. So we know Ryan Reynolds can do the comedy, whatever, but I love yeah. that it brings in also Sandra Bullock's comedy. That she gets to, mm, she she's got great. She right does. Time. She's so dry in it, and just yeah. The, and then you've got, of course, you've got Betty White. You know, just and and what's uh, what's his name? Oscar from The Office. Um, just, oh yeah, of course. The, the, the whole thing. I mean, it again. It's all predictable, but it's also some of that comfort mm. there, and just that one makes me laugh like a lot because you know, again that. Right from the very beginning that even though they have this setup that it's going to be, they're going to fall in love over the course of a weekend, which probably is not very realistic, but whatever, you know, they've worked together for a long time. So it can be believable then, but yeah, Mm. it's, yeah, but I would, if I'm going to do an honorable mention, I'll put definitely maybe in there as the honorable mention. And really, because I mean, as far as a love story goes, you know, it's it's an unexpected love story because, uh, you know, we have not only the three uh, tales that he's telling to guess who the mom is or which story is which, you know, to get to the mom, but then knowing that they're divorced or that they're getting divorced. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's bittersweet. Yeah. But then there's the hint then of, well, there could be something still. And so just that part of it, I, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Good choice. I really want to watch those again. It's been a while since I've seen them, but I know I I enjoy them a lot. Um, If I were to do honorable mentions, it would be two that I couldn't put in this one because they're more Christmas Mm. ones, but uh, like Love Actually, uh, one of my my all-time favorites. And then the one with Jack Black where he's a musician. um, They do a house. Oh, The Holiday. Oh my holiday. gosh! Probably would have been my number one. So good. Um, if I didn't have Notting Hill as my, Wait, number I'm one. surprised that you put this uh, as your number one. Uh, yeah, I I watched it recently, okay. um, and it was Spike that I forgot how much I loved Spike, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, yeah." So you got Hugh Hugh Grant, uh, the bookstore, and I'm I'm an author, so it, it immediately resonates with me when you're like anybody goes into a bookstore and there's a story there. I'm like, yes. Um, I, and with, we watched pretty woman uh-huh. yesterday and Julia Roberts. And, and I was like, wow, that has aged really mm. well. Cause we thought it was going to be, um, films that you can't make today because oh. of, you yeah. know, yeah. And it wasn't mm. like that at all. It was really more okay. empowering. And, uh, uh, Richard Gere was great, but Julia Roberts, her timing 
And I was like, this is why she was so good. She 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 did that romance, that those moments that you just can't help but like love her. And when she's laughing, massive smile. She's known for that. And then the romance that comes out of this, it was a bit of a different take for her because she was more somber, more. Uh, she had some laughter in that, but it was really more Hugh Grant that was bringing mm-hmm. that that kind of comedy. And then obviously Spike, oh my gosh. Yeah, and uh, I was just like, yeah, dang, okay. This is the one, um, she's the actress, right? So it's the horse and yeah. hound, um, the interviews, yeah. and then... <laughs> yeah, when he's in the, yeah, doing the interviews, the horse and hound, his press. Yeah, I definitely resonated with that. Like, not knowing... The, the, the readers of Horse and Hound would, would like to know. Are there any horses <laughs> oh my gosh. in space? Uh, it's Oh, and that's space? also the one with the with the no. dinner party where his sister um, sets him up, right, with with several of the dates. Yes. And uh, the one who's a um, – oh. what is the one where the um, – she only eats f- fruit or vegetables that have fallen off the tree or something like that. And so, <laughs> so these carrots yes. have been murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Spike ends up with the sister, I think, <laughs> with Hugh Grant's sister. I, I actually just love that whole yes. family as well. They say they come across as so real. So when they're across the dinner table, you know, you get some of the hurts that has been there, you know, because you know, she, the, the wife is in the in the wheelchair mm-hmm. and there's that whole history and how much they love her. And But at the end, they're so invested in trying to get Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts together that you're like, yeah, I'm with this family, man. I, I really want there to be a happy ending. I think uh, there would have been a riot if there if there wasn't. Oh yeah, <laughs> like you sit through all of that. Yeah. Well, in, correct me if I'm wrong. The um, he's not a brother. I think he's just a friend. He was like he a lawyer or something like that. Who's kind of like either lost his job or losing his job or something. Like, isn't he? Um. Oh, poo. The name has completely left me now. Shoot. Um, he's been in, I mean, he's a, he's a big, uh, British actor. You're talking um, about who, her, yeah, he's, he is a very um, well-known, uh, British why, actor. So Rife Ifins is, is, is Spike. Spike. No, it's, he's a minor character in um, Tim, it's Tim McC- McLarenny as um, Max. Because Gina McKee is no, Bella, who no, was not the sister. Because he's the he's the brother too. Why am I not? Maybe I'm thinking. <laughs> it's bug you now. I must be. Oh no. Okay, I was thinking somebody else, and it's not him. Okay, it's okay. I, it's, it's okay. Uh, James Dreyfus who plays Martin. Um, oh no, no, that's the that's his his idiot um shop owner, a shop Friend. person right hugh bonneville yeah dylan you know who i'm talking about hugh bonneville he's in um downton abbey he's mr crawley he's all right and he's in paddington yeah. and stuff he's the one that i was thinking of like he's one of the friends he's uh bernie in notting hill there and so just <clears throat> I don't know why I brought that up stream of consciousness within my head. <laughs> there you Thanks go. Okay, welcome. <laughs> Small insight into Chris's head where it just <clears throat> You Bonav- Yes, so it's he's he's just their friend that's always yeah. there. Yeah. He's he's basically a part of the yeah, family. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And he's he's 
always awkward with Julia Roberts's character. Like even when they first meet, he's <laughs> like uh, <laughs> your your um, salary. Oh, so how much? So you're an actor. You're doing okay. How much? She's like you know, eleven million. Oh, oh, oh. So so good then. <laughs> You're like, oh my god! <laughs> he just, uh, and then he finds out who she is, and he's just like mortified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, it's such a good choice! What a great, uh, yeah, I very rewatchable too. Oh yeah, for sure. You could stick it on at probably mm-hmm. any point. Like if it's one of those films that's on TV and it's halfway through, you could probably just watch it from there, and you you'd be like, yeah, I'm totally. Good. Yeah, well, and, and Reese Evans is he? He steals it, doesn't he? I mean, every time when he yes. when he even opens the yes. door with just his underwear. <laughs> his different outfits are amazing. Like when he tells him to change his shirt because it's offensive, and then he's like, "Is this bad?" He's like, "Yeah, it's much." And then on the back, it says something horrific, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Or his goggles and like oh wetsuit outfit. Which then yeah. uh, Hugh Grant is wearing at the <laughs> at the movies. Yes, just kills yes. me. Oh, it's so good. It's, yes. it's amazing. Yeah, good list. Um, yeah, I think that's our list. So let us know yes. once again what is what is your favorite romantic films to watch. Doesn't necessarily just need to be on Valentine's Day or mm. whenever. We're always looking for. Maybe we'll find a few. Uh, that we haven't seen we'll add to our list yeah my wife I think would probably add even though it's very very sad um I was gonna say a river runs through it and that's not correct it's it's Brad Pitt Aiden Quinn Anthony Hopkins oh. what Jul- yeah. Juliet Binoche no maybe oh uh, uh yeah um what's it called there's it's not the Shadowlands um Flip I Nick. know it's a great, great film. It's really very sad. sad, very sad, but huge. Um, like it's really depressing. Yeah, but a huge um, just romance within there. It's a sweeping romance, like a you know really epic. Yes, yes, and it's it's quite old. Now, it though, is. Right? Yeah, it's. Um, gosh, I want to say it's probably early nineties, at most. Because I think it's before he did, before Brad Pitt did like 12 Monkeys in 7. Um, oh, what the hell was it called? That's going to really bug it's, me. Well, it's driving yeah, me and nuts too. He was, he, um, A River Runs Through It was great. Oh, Legends of the Fall. Thank that's you. what it was. That's what, yes. Is that Legends right? Legends of the Legends Fall. Legends of the Fall? Yes. That's the one you meant. He, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because it was, um, it was. My gosh, that film's depressing. It is well. It is, but it's. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think, she, like, she loves it because it it brings so much emotion, you know. And it, yeah, but I can't watch it because of that. Like, it's. it's I too can't much. either. But I, she, yeah, she loves it, and she's yeah. like, "Oh my gosh!" It allows her to connect, and I'd, I'd say, "Okay, cool, that's awesome." I'm glad that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, it's it's too <laughs> much for me. I sometimes think guys. Are more emotional at the rom coms than women are because in my in with me and Kirsten, okay, she uh, definitely is less likely to want to watch a rom com than I am. And like, mm. no, it's 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 romance time. Let's do it. <laughs> it's funny how we classify romance, and the, you know what I mean, like how it connects with us versus typically. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. 
Great. Okay. Should we move on to the best thing that we watched this week? Yes. It's going to be an interesting one. I think. Are we going to fight about we've, something? We've got some things to talk about. I think we might fight about a couple oh, of things. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, why don't you kick us off then? What's okay? Two of the. I'm just going to roll okay. off two that I, I saw. Um, the Lifetime movie, uh, a painted house based on a true story, and next one is a a, a horror called Cannibals and Carpet Fritters. Uh, can, cannibals and Carpet Fritters. Yeah. It's- <laughs> where where is <laughs> cannibals and carpet fitters okay so what? that is actually a real movie there's a guy you can look him up on facebook he's he's done a number of films um names james okay. bush um i know i've been chatting to him on facebook and he did a short movie um from predator and on on youtube and it's got like nine ten oh, million wow. views it's a short movie set in a in a dark ages literally called predator mm. dark ages and it's gone a, a lot of interest but actually that was just a joke because uh you've been painting your house and you've oh. got carpets coming so you, you, but you didn't get it i was just like i was waiting for chris to go because the first one is a real movie as well lifetime movie a painted oh, house, chris. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> okay so a little background i sent ruben a picture because yes we are the, my house is just destroyed at the moment because it's got to get worse before it can get better and so we're having new carpet installed but we had to paint all kinds of stuff and before that we were working in the garage well and so i sent ruben this photo of my uh looking down from our our landing on the second floor into our living room and everything covered (laughs) in plastic and it just looks i told him you know hey patrick bateman is is coming over yeah like dexter like you've decked out your killer room totally totally yeah i sent my i sent my son basically what i had told you you know the um patrick bateman came over and invited me to listen to um some huey lewis (laughs) and my my oldest son text back and he's like hey paul (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah if you'd invited me for dinner right then i'd be like gotta "Mm." go Call me next week when when that's yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> if you walk into a room and there's plastic underneath your feet, <laughs> run. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, sometimes you just gotta take care of it. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty, twenty twenty two. It's been a rough year. You know, we're just gonna take out a little bit of stress and aggression on something. I don't know. That's not a confession. Is <laughs> at all. I, <laughs> there's nothing buried in my backyard <laughs> at all. Nobody. Psh. No, I'm sure. Pet Cemetery Three. Yeah, no, that mound out there has been there for years. <laughs> it's it may look fresh. It's not. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll start properly this time. No jokes. Okay. So I I, th- I think off camera I mentioned to you I had a I had a a, 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 a difficult week yes. that I started with. I was just tired, a bit burnt out, and so I got stuck into reading. Mm. So this is a is it's 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 visual because I see it in my mind when I read. Um, and I don't think a lot of people would have read this, but once they find out who has written it, so this is Suzanne Collins who wrote the Hunger Games oh, okay. trilogy, um, and we got four films since then, which is you know it's done pretty well, and, and people like that story. Before she wrote that, she wrote um, the, a book of five books called the Underland Chronicles, um, and it's all about a very poor family in new york uh and there's this walkway i say walkway they 
this this kid has to do the laundry and he's always looking after his little like two-year-old sister and in the laundry there's this tunnel that sucks you down into an underland and it's like a mixture of narnia and um a bit of horror it starts off much like i would say like the harry potter book starts off where it's very young in audience like what goes on but it just gets darker as the books go along it starts off at about 200 pages per book and then once you reach the fifth one it's like 360 they're so good that once you start like once you're caught up in the characters i didn't stop until i'd finished all five and that gives you night like yeah uh so i'm done on all five here is the first one nice uh gregor the overlander and you can see the mouse there so if, if you think about 2000 leagues under the sea or um 20,000 leagues journey to the center of the earth that kind uh-huh. of story where all the creatures in the earth are massive mm. but also very intelligent um some m- most creatures can talk or talk in their own languages uh there's sort of weird prophecies uh all kind of links into like harry potter with the the you know the boy who lived uh-huh. that sort of thing and and it really is written to be one contained story so by the time you get to the fifth book uh, it's finished it, it, you know it's a, it's a done complete story uh, but i was so immersed i was amazed i was just like this needs to be a mm. film or a tv series like it's shouting out it needs a budget because i don't know how you're gonna uh you, you need to digitize animals uh and large ones but you can do it nowadays you can do it well i think if somebody picks this up i'd be surprised that it if it didn't do really well and we ended up with like six nice. films or something because they'll break one up to be two but yeah i just thought i would do a a, ma- a mammoth book review <laughs> thing quickly five books in one once you start give yourself a couple of days and take two days off work or something because you're huh? just gonna be like yeah i'd just rather just do this now goodbye world and you know i don't know if you ever do that chris sometimes it's a really good book that you you've, you've gone for a couple of chapters and you're like yeah okay this is me now i you? have i have lost large chunks of sleep for like i could <laughs> you know can't put the book down or like okay i'm just gonna end at this chapter no you know mm. six more chapters in i'm like oh my gosh i <laughs> blurry eyed you get up to go to work like why did yeah, i do that yeah. i mean i know i have to stop when i've reread the same sentence 12 times yeah you know and it's like wait what's going on? okay <laughs> yeah. i don't remember yeah. i just gotta okay go yeah but you know i think i i think because she has the track record of bringing um the the, the content for the hunger games and how much of a money maker that was um I hmm. could see that. I, I could see that being a, a much easier argument. You know what I mean? Than a first-time author or something like that. Just yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, that would be cool. And I think, I mean, adventure is always fun. And think that's something new. You know what I mean? It's not a sequel. Mm. It's yeah, different. And, but yeah. It, then it it's feeds new. into there. Uh, the studios need to do sequels because look, you have a series that's yeah. already planned out. You're not waiting for more books to be written. Honestly, I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. It could be a massive universe like Harry Potter again. That'd be cool. Yeah. Run on. Mm. All right. So what is the, the best thing you watched this week? One one of them, at least. I think, well, quickly, maybe Murderville. I, um, yeah. 
it's funny looking at comments um, on a lot of different people's videos and reviews and stuff like that, just even in my own, of seeing what people found funny, what they didn't find funny about it, you know, and I think that's actually the beauty of this Netflix series is that because you have several different guest stars within this um, show of all, you know, different varying backgrounds. And so you may be a huge fan of Conan O'Brien and you absolutely loved his episode. Me, it was kind of okay. My wife didn't really enjoy it at all. I don't think you liked it either, right? Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but then see with me, I, we had to stop and pause it because of Kumal Nanjiani's, um, I, I, the way that he did it, I was dying. But I've also heard other people who are like, no, I didn't like his. I thought his went on too long or it was overdone. No yeah, and so way. I'm like, <clears throat> Seriously? Yeah. And so, wow. and so it's like, well, that that is the beauty of this is that you have, yeah, you I know, guess. you have yeah. like, I was really excited to see Ken Jong's, and mm. I was actually really disappointed. Uh, with his because it just he I don't think he knew what to do you know what I mean like you see him mm. and he was he was um he was repeating what Will Arnett did a lot of the time and I just don't think he found his groove within there um you know somebody mm. had mentioned oh I would have loved to have seen him as Chang you know from Community had he done his character in this as that I, I think that would have that, that I think worked. that really would have worked yeah. there. Yeah. I just think he didn't know what to do. And so mm. he's laughing through a lot of it, which is which was funny. I mean, I found that to be very funny that he because he doesn't know what to do and he just can't keep a straight face, he just goes for it and he just laughs through it. You know, but uh, yeah, the, I think the beauty of the series is that it um if you didn't like this one, well watch the next one. First off, it's not very much time, mm. you know, and then you can Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe that one will connect with you. I think even if you don't find it funny, there's still high entertainment value because you you have the opportunity along the episodes to really look for the clues. Mm. So once you get to the end of the episode, they go like, and then they state, well, I think this person, because I remember this person had that and this person had that. And you're thinking, oh yeah, I missed that. Or you kick yourself like, why didn't I see that about the shoelaces? Mm. You know? Uh, and then like you, you, you give yourself a little tap on the soles and you're like, yeah, I, 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 like my wife and I, we were trying to guess like who did it and like, have I got a ride? I'm like, yes, I did it. I'm a detective. I can do it. Um, but funny story, because I watched the Conan O'Brien one and I wasn't going to watch the rest because I was just like, this is terrible. <laughs> I don't understand why people find him funny. He's a talk show host. I think maybe if Jimmy Fallon had come and done it, he because he's mm -hmm. an actor, he has acted, he might have been better. But Conan O'Brien, I just don't get why they asked him. Like, I know he's got a following. Was that yeah, the maybe, reason? Yeah. Um, uh, okay, fine. So I was just like, oh, please don't let the rest be. And then you told me about Ninjani. Oh, what's, Kamal what's Nanjiani. Kamal Nanjiani. Thank you. Um, and so it was uh, one of those nights I couldn't mm -hmm. sleep this week. One thirty in the morning, I stuck on that episode. And <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes into the episode, I'm trying to be quiet because my wife is completely asleep but the bed is going <laughs> <laughs> because i'm containing my laughter and i'm like 
um so then i i made kirsten watch it mm. like the next day i say you gotta watch this ep- this one episode because because we missed the beginning i think of what it was that they was unscripted oh. for that particular okay. guest so we just thought so it was really sure. weird so like what is this but once you know it's unscripted for that one guest on each one then it makes it really exciting because you're wondering how they're going to react to the scripted story of what they're going to do. Um, you know, just Sharon Stone trying to catch a heart oh, and then screaming like a little girl. I, I cracked up. It was, it was brilliant. <laughs> well, it, it, the Great. blood spurting out no. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so well, good. Go ahead. The, <clears throat> I was going to say, Kamel, I think the bit that Kirsten and I were, I think we were almost falling off the couch. Um, Kamel's trying to walk. He's trying to do the cool walk. And then there's this, you got to have a unique sound. And when he did the sound, oh my gosh, we were crying. It, it, it just, what? That's when we had to pause it. Oh, I, I couldn't handle it. I had like high-pitched, wailing, laughing. So good. So good. Yeah, that's he was my absolute favorite within there because nobody else, while I did laugh at some of them, uh, for the most part, you know, in different spots or, or I got a like a big like reaction chuckle type of thing. His was like that gut yeah. laugh where I just, you know, almost passing oh, out man. because I needed to catch just my breath. Brilliant. I, you know, one thing that I, yeah. um, I didn't even mention in my review, but, um, you know, it was fun to watch the, the, characters break character um because they would but yeah did you all of the murder victims that was like you would watch <laughs> when when they would move <laughs> like even in um did you check the mouth and 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 you just like why is that corpse moving why is that corpse smiling or, or just a little slight involuntary yeah. movement that they've not been able to keep still it's, yeah really so funny good yeah and you know normally you would this all of these things would be bothersome but because of how the entire show is set up i mean it just it exactly totally yeah. i mean you could never get away with that in an actual drama or even a comedy your corpse is no not yeah big. absolutely but it, it really works here yeah. Oh, fun, fun. It's great. Uh, that was on my oh, list cool. as well, Murderville. Um, so have you seen this week's um, Mandalorian? Because I'm really enjoying the season three of Mandalorian. <laughs> I have. I watched. I actually watched it you last have? night. Yes. Great. Okay. So I'm obviously <laughs> talking about Bubba Fett, but the last two episodes have been Mandalorian. Yes. Uh, but. Oh my gosh, I don't think I've geeked out this hard. Uh, obviously, massive spoilers, yes. but the amount of Star Wars things that they put in this one episode, my mind, my my, my nerdy brain was like exploding. I mean, again, massive spoilers. <laughs> um, Luke, I think they've really nailed the, um, the CG for his, mm-hmm. the way he looks. They're, they're like, but when he's got Grogu on his backpack and he's doing the flips, and I'm like, this is yeah. Dagobah, this is amazing. <laughs> I loved it. My brain, ah, I mean, there were so many other moments as well. Uh, did you? Th- that's one of my, the best things I've seen. Did you watch it? Or what did you think? Oh, I loved it too. I mean, I was like, I've been enjoying the series, you know, the, the book of Boba Fett. I've been enjoying it. Um, they know a lot of people haven't, um, but <clears throat> whatever, I've been having fun with it. Um, and <laughs> when, 
so was it at the end of episode was this five that just came out or six this okay so six. at the end of episode yeah. four i was out in the garage working and um my son had already seen it and so we have it playing on the right. tv out in the garage and we're um just you know i'm cleaning up stuff and I, i've been watching but because i'm not reviewing this i'm just it's more of just something that i'm enjoying to watch you know what i mean so i'm not i don't have yeah. to sit there riveted not yeah, to every yeah, single yeah, not, you know yeah. everything that's going on the screen i can listen to it i can look up and watch it you know and then and then do something mm. and you know keep watching and my back was turned and I heard the Mandalorian, my, my son, so my back is to the TV. I hear the Mandalorian, like just the beginning of the theme song. I like stop and I turn around to my son, not watching the TV, watching me because he's waiting for my reaction because he knows it's coming, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, what the, and he goes, uh-huh. And so then, you know, last week, uh, there well, episode five, all about the Mandalorian, the book of the Mandalorian and not, not a Boba Fett at all which was cool and weird nice. all at the same time but um yeah it was this bad. one i mean i i i loved how much of a western it became again you know i mean the yeah i mean absolutely i mean the the standoff <sighs> we actually had yes the western well, and, bit. You, and i really really hope he's not dead because i love him i as a was character. so uh, right i mean when it opened and i knew i knew that he was going to because he was up against if you know anything about it him when well, i didn't like like i no. didn't know because it's cad bane right that's the yeah and yeah, so i yeah. i recognized him from when my kids watched clone wars and yeah exactly that's where yeah, he and, came from yeah and he was yeah and so, but i yeah. didn't really know anything about him other than i recognized just the stance and everything so when he was very far off when we first see him i'm like wait is that is that is dude? That? And I had the name wrong, and my son was like, "No, no, that was a different person who's." And, and I was like, oh, "Okay, whatever." But I knew who this person is. I mean, he's he's like blue, right? Before we get to see him, and he's like, mm. "Yeah, yeah, that's totally him." Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you know, when that standoff comes and that idiot deputy comes out, you know that something ah. bad's going to happen there. You know, and it's like, just will you not listen? But even when the when the episode kicked off with um, Timothy Oliphant as uh, Cobb Vanth, that his name? Yeah, just yeah. It yeah, made right. me the marshal. It yeah. made me remember back into the first season where I'm like, dude, I really like you as a, as a. It just, yeah. <clears throat> I hope we get to yes. see more of him, and then he's on this episode, but then he yeah. gets shot. I, I, and I'm like, you can't. Now do he's that. shot up here in the shoulder area, so I'm hoping yeah. that yeah, yeah. he's that he is alive. But oh yeah, just. Yeah, that deputy though. I'm so glad he got shot like five times because oh was yeah, the worst. yeah, he needed to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, but even yeah, when you go back, well, in, I mean, okay. So my my son was telling me that like the the scene where it opens up with um with the three Jedi uh, battling against the uh, the clone troopers and stuff. Like, I guess there's a whole bunch of Easter eggs within that as well. That. Oh yeah, for sure. That I didn't, yeah, I didn't loads. pick up on. Um, and even one of them, I think, at one point that it had, like, there was like some symbol on the wall that only, um, yeah. If you're gonna like go frame by frame, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you're gonna. <clears throat> I was like, pick I don't, like, okay, mm. you know. But um, but that, but the seeing Ahsoka was outstanding. It makes yeah. me excited for her show that's coming. Can't wait to see. Yeah, yeah. So just the the choice though. 
that Grogu is left with where he takes either Yoda's saber and becomes one of the greatest Jedi masters of all time. Guaranteed. But he can never see the Mandalorian again. I'm sorry, but we all know he's going to choose the Mandalorian, right? Like, without a doubt. Now, see, and that's where... You know how I know? Because there's... Because his ship has the little dome and doesn't have a, a, a an asteroid droid. They've just left it there open, and I guarantee you that's where Grogu's going to be up looking around in his ship i hadn't thought about that i'm telling you that's that's That's, what it is yeah well and you know okay so even to and i i'm not sure if if with mandalorian and book of boba fett if they're kind of um retconning and making the sequel trilogy not canon I don't know where they're going exactly with this um i've heard little grumblings here and there that maybe that's this is their way to uh, yeah, yeah to switch course maybe or make these take these out of being canon um but think about the the three sequels that we got in recent mm. years there is no mention of grogu it's only yoda mm. even when we see luke later in life you know and his when yeah. he starts his um <clears throat> his academy jedi academy where um the, the yeah. adam driver comes from so, but you still have you still have lots of force users or force ability. They don't have to be Jedi. I think that's the way it's going to be. He's not going to be trained in the ways of the force, but he's going to have affinity to the force. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can I can see that because, you know, if you figure that he's not he's not mentioned anywhere else in there, so he's not really, he doesn't become Luke's, Luke's Jedi. I can see him going with that. Yeah. I mean, just the detail of the package that is that for, yeah. for Grogu being ahead of, of you know looking like his head i just how cool is that just yeah yeah all those little it's details great. and stuff yeah. and i didn't know i mean i was it, it's um the, cool that it was that little uh chainmail um you know shirt yeah, so type cool. of thing like uh like bilbo gets yeah. um or frodo gets but yeah. um <clears throat> yeah anyway i'm 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 digging it too I, I was very impressed with that. Um, one last geek out moment. So the scores from both the Mandalorian and Boba Fett are excellent. But I think it was the first time we heard it in episode five where they joined oh, them yeah. together. And I was like, that is so cool. I love it. Like I, I want it on yeah. vinyl. I'll listen to it on loop. Oh, yeah. Well, in, and in episode six, we had, um, what is it the jedi theme or the actual (laughs) score from yeah the jedi theme come in and that was was, yeah because i was i again i was um i was making some dinner and so i had it playing on a screen but i was i wasn't watching every single frame you know and i heard that i'm like whoa wait what this is outstanding so yeah yeah It's, it's great yes yes <laughs> okay, now that we've geeked out about that, what's next on you? Um, we didn't. Well, we didn't talk list. about this last week, mostly because I think I hadn't watched it yet, um, and I'm not sure if it's actually right. the best thing that I watched. But um, Feria, the Darkest Light, that oh, did we, we not didn't talk, talk about, about it? it. No, I hadn't watched it. I know that you wanted to kind of maybe at least touch on the ending there, which I'm like, what the mm. crap? That the whole show, <laughs> this this supernatural <laughs> occult type of mystery thing so the more i think about it i'm not sure it's good um but i really like the idea of it 
Like it's really interesting. The the law, the the, the creature design, all of that is excellent. And I thought the CGE oh, was really was good. amazing. Yeah. So I, so what did you think? You say you, I you've have seen, seen it. Now. Yeah, and I I think I think as a show it takes too long to get to where to the end. You know what I mean? For what the payoff is, mm. I think there's a lot of circling around the story mm. versus just attacking the story and moving forward through it. Um, <clears throat> so mm. for that point of it, um, that was a little bit of a bummer for me, you know? I think the payoff is the, I think when you hit the nail on the head, it has a Stranger Things vibe, but Stranger Things gives you the monster and the payoff a couple of episodes at the end. Mm. You get to see a big yeah. fight off, you know, with 11, the worlds collide, the, the doors open, and that's what we were getting here. But really, the doors are just like opening, and then we had one thing come in, and they stop it. And you're like, oh, you're not, you can't make us wait. You have to give us the boss battle if you're leading up the whole way through to it. Yeah, and that was a, I mean, because that's a long, that's a long series to get to, you know. And, yeah. and minor, well, big yeah. spoilers, I guess. Just her her opening the gateway to hell, you know, and that, that mm-hmm. I mean, the, the thing coming out with, I thought was freaky and weird and I actually had to rewind it. Oh, very yeah. Cool. I, well, and I rewound it a couple yeah. of times because I was like, did I miss something? Wait a minute. I thought she was, I thought she was closing it or she was choosing not to, but because there was other blood there, it. I don't think they followed <laughs> their own law that often yeah. because yeah, like how did it come through? If you needed to do all these things, why couldn't you have just come through the, the any, and anyway, yeah. It does it did, did it have to be your blood? Could it be someone else's blood because it wasn't her blood? Then when it came through, I was yeah, like, what? I, it was it was very <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird. I mean, I'm still gonna like if they come out, which I hope they kind of come out with the second season, but it was it's tighter. Mm. Um, I do want to mm. know like six yeah, episodes. Yeah, get to the point faster. Tight. Get us get us through this. Um, I like I want to know what's going on uh, mm. just to kind of complete the story. But there were some very creative, interesting stories within the law when they were building up to it, like the, the creature in the mouth and how it would control them and the, the veins and how they would just die suddenly or, you know, being being controlled to kill somebody else. Um, I thought that was all very clever, but that they did take their time in getting well, And there. again, it, 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 sticking to their own lore or not sticking to their own lore, I guess, maybe because it's the demon couldn't live. um Deca, Decta, something like that. Yeah, the, yeah, the Deca. Couldn't, yeah. Um, couldn't live outside a body for very long. And we see that happen when it, it goes out of whatever and it just dies in the middle of the street. But then it becomes the black goo from X-Files. And um, yeah. and then it goes everywhere and it's able to survive. It's ev- all over yeah, the place. So I didn't – that yeah, and then, that thing didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm not the whole way through. Understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I did – I mean when it died and you saw all of it go out, I was like, ooh. That has some really big ramifications right there. And why didn't you do that before? But then also, how did it come back if it's – anyway, yeah. It was more so, I think, just it was a bizarre series for me, um, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping we get a second season, but I'm not sure we will because I don't know how much of a bigger audience yeah. it has. But I would love the story to be finished yes. properly. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe do a feature film. You could do that, a one-off feature. And I think, you know what, I think as a film, which I thought it was actually when when I first saw, I thought it was going to be a film. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I think that would be a much better way to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. None of the 
like teenage angst stuff that we didn't really well, it didn't add anything that was the thing it just it, it yeah. went nowhere yeah, exactly and it was kind of weird so yeah. um this is more to kind of let everybody else know that they should be watching this i watched i didn't get to watch the whole series but i believe only episode one is aired now. oh no two episodes have aired so far it's a weekly episode it's on apple tv it's called suspicion <laughs> That's all what right. I watched. That's why on I was up well? until one thirty last night. All right. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh! I started watching it late, and I was like, "Dang, this is really good." You've hooked me from the get go. It helps that it's British yes. because let's face it, like drama British. Yes. Uh, the, the tenseness yes. created around atmosphere. Yes. Perfect. But then you get the weird kind of culture clash, American mm-hmm. British. And it kind mm-hmm. of works. So you have all these people that you, they seem like they're not connected. They're just going about their daily lives. But someone gets kidnapped and put in a suitcase. And that's where you start. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. So, okay, tell me what you think. Cause I, I, I did, it. too. I was, I was hooked in. I mean, and if you think about it, not much has actually happened in two episodes. I mean, they have spent mm. an amazing amount of short period of time, really, to invest us into these characters who are still strangers but make them all very compelling and at the beginning seem wildly unconnected seem very innocent but by the end of it have me questioning whether or not they actually could be involved or not or is it just a series of coincidences and that's what this is now this is very intriguing as a mystery goes because there's all kind of doubt, but then like the title, there's all kinds of suspicion because, you know, yeah. I mean, oh, yes, it was, um, I agree. It's very British. And because I had just come off watching another series that we may talk about um, that is that is definitely <laughs> written for an American audience, I was so mm. thankful. To, this was fresh. Oh, so thankful to have yeah. something that was not obvious from the very get-go mm. that was written well, that had complex characters that was able to bounce through a lot of different characters effectively and keep me engaged in each one of them, you know, and just, <clears throat> yes, this is, I, mm. I've only watched, yeah, just the first two episodes and I am hooked as well. Um, I don't know how many episodes this is, but it's, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep it's, talking. I will tell you how many. When it's are. got okay, so I um, so you've got you've got all kinds of different um, like actors that you might that you might know or like you could see you see them and um, you recognize them. I think probably the biggest name within there maybe is Uma Thurman at least right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But sure. you have um, and I'm 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 not even going to attempt their names because I don't remember her name and then his name I'm going to screw up but um one dude that was in he was actually in um the big bang theory as uh raj oh. i think is his name in that oh, yes, of course. i mean yeah. he's in this uh, just great at kind of uh, the meek and the stuttering and the you know mm. like whoa okay and you you border you're very sympathetic but yet now you're bordering on um like unbelievable which is nice because I yeah. need that. Um, if you're a fan of Agents of Shield, uh, Simmons, she's in this. Um, 
She's great. Yeah, she is the um also I'm a big fan of Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um what is it Roland Emmerich? No, that's he blew up the moon. Um yes, he uh, did. Noah, Noah Emmerich, I think. Who um uh, yeah. He's in is, is he in Truman show? Is he in he's in uh I know he's in Frequency um with Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid. But anyway, he plays like the the American um expert. I don't know. The whole cast really is they've hooked me within this because of just how shielded they are or with their information. You know what I mean? They're all, they all have this shroud of mystery around them. Oh, the other dude, uh, the one guy who's running around in the background, um, he's from world war Z where he runs on the plane and shoots himself or getting off the plane with the gun and shoots, him <laughs> he in the shoots head. himself yeah. in the foot. Um, oh, the head. Yeah. No, it ricochets. Yeah. You just, it, it, like he's, uh, he's barely in the, he just yeah, slips and dies. Yeah. Barely in the yeah. movie. <laughs> but I was so surprised by yeah, that. Yeah. Funny. So anyway, okay. You were looking up how many, how many episodes? Yeah. So there's okay. eight episodes and it finishes on the 18th of March. So this is week by definitely week. one. I think yeah. if you have not subscribed yet to Apple TV, um, I mean, they have they have been coming out with some, and not just recently. I mean, they've been coming out with really, some really good content. Really good series. <clears throat> they're kind of kicking yeah. butt, man. Um, and they're a little understated, a little bit unknowing that they've got some really, really good series. Servant is outstanding uh, also. I'm still weirded yeah. out week after week. <laughs> it's, I'm so freaked out <laughs> by Servant, man. It gets weird. I was like, Shadowman needs to be doing this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Write mm-hmm. more like this. Yeah. Okay. So we we've come to that part of the show where Chris and Ruben put on their boxing gloves. <laughs> now, what is that? What is that? <laughs> let's let's put this let's let's put this in context, right? Austin gave this an eighty percent, uh, and I'm not saying I, I often disagree with Austin, so that doesn't mean. But I've checked other reviewers as well, and generally, this has re- been received really well. And then I, I went and read a little bit of one of the books I have, and the description fits the actor perfectly as to the type of person he is, how he looks. So they've nailed him. But I'm obviously talking about Reacher. But playing devil's advocate, I recently, uh, we watched the season mm-hmm. this season. Then we went to watch the movie. Now, I know Tom Cruise doesn't look sure. anything like the sure. character. Like, it's ridiculous that he was even cast <laughs> in the role. It's just probably just yeah. because of his yeah. name. Right, it's the smallest actor in the world playing the one of the biggest, yeah, blonde dudes. It's ridiculous, but the film holds up in the light of knowing Reacher's background because of what you find out about him in the series. So, as a little side thing, if you watch the series and then go watch the films, the films are better because of the series, which I thought was oh, really that's funny. interesting. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they were like, oh, now I know why he's acting like that. Whereas they haven't given you that information in the movie, but because you know the information of how he acts, because you know what's happened to him as a child uh, in the series, then, yeah. Okay, so anyway, the the reason why the actor is so reformed and strong and stoic is because that's how his character is written. That's how he is. He walks into every room and he's calculated. He's looking for his exits. He doesn't talk a lot. He's he's has presence. But you didn't like it? Okay. Because you gave it a really one and low a half. score. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. And before you yes. carry on, one and a half. And before you carry on, I could not finish Raising Dion season <laughs> two 
the acting and the story was so just the like, come on like i like the special mm-hmm. effects and i kind of like the idea of it but i think the main kid's acting is not great he he does bug me a bit um i think his <coughs> two friends are great oh, yeah the the little lady in the the chair i think she steals yeah, every scene she's absolutely. in uh with them i i just i just don't think he's a great actor but i also think the story is just too long it takes too long to get there it's so soapy so but you gave that a higher score than reacher yes. and i'm like what chris <laughs> explain to me <laughs> not that no, you no, no. you're allowed your own you're allowed your own motivations yeah. it's just friendship yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well okay so i'm i was more forgiving with raising dion because it's made for kids right you know what i mean it's made for a younger audience so yeah. so yeah but it's also very dark in places it is yeah it, like, you know and, yeah, okay. and the, this is a weaker season than the first season i think um because it really it rehashed a lot of stuff and didn't give us everything it, it had its own issues so i'm not going to deny that but yeah i okay. am the reason that it's i'm more lenient on a show um that's geared towards the younger audiences just because the mm. complexities within certain things um you know it just it, it can't be there now could it have been much better and should it have been much better yes absolutely so no question there um okay so reacher i know but one and a half. Yeah, okay. So I know, I know that I'm in the minority <laughs> of this. Okay. I mean, even based on all of the comments that I'm getting that, you know, people love it. But here's the thing that, that everybody seems to, is that, so the character is that we see on the screen is representative of what's in the book. Okay. And I huh. acknowledge that he is very menacing. That he is a big hulking dude who um, I like, that he's very short, that he just, he's no nonsense, that he gets to the point, that he's not going to waste time, that he is brutal when it needs to be. All of that totally, I I like that. I I, I like that of his character. My issue was, well, and, and, and people have even said, you know, you didn't read the book. How could you, you know, do this or it's, my microphone just took a crap there. Um. It, you know, how can you, you, you haven't read the book. How can you, you, you're comparing, well, I'm not reviewing the book. I'm reviewing the series. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. That's never a good excuse. It, it should be able to stand yeah, on its well, own and explain everything. Exactly. It yeah. But it, I approach this because of how it sets it up, that there is a mystery involved you know, of, of mm. what's going on. And from the very beginning of the, from the very first episode, I knew who the players are, who are responsible or involved in it. Um, you did? Cause I thought it was one person and it ended up being another. Person. Oh, I knew the mayor was involved. I knew that the son was involved. I knew that the, oh, yeah. um, the yeah, dad yeah. to some degree was, you know, involved the corporation. Cause I thought that dad was like the big, yeah. Bad. And he was pretending yeah, to now, be nice. Th- now, I did not know that, okay, spoilers here. I don't care, but in case you do, um, <laughs> that, um, that okay, so it's about the, the laundering of money, or not even the laundering, the counterfeiting of money to send outside of the U.S. to other countries. Okay, so I didn't know that. That yeah. was unimportant, really, to it. I mean, the why, you know, it's more of what happened, and because you're chasing this murderer, um, or these, you know, these mm. murderers, as is established very early on. Um, 
Mm. So the brutality of it, I liked. I liked when there were fights because they were just, he went for it. They were, I mean, that was, that was good. His acting took me a long time to get into. Um, And it's not, and it's not because of him playing this character as stoic as in him just being Mm. not um, like, I just couldn't get into his, him as an actor giving me this character. Now, by the end of the first episode, I had kind of accepted it, and I was like, okay, this is who you are. This is how you're doing it. This is yeah. what it's going to okay, be. Okay, so I'm going to yeah. just get on board with you and just just follow along. Um, the dialogue, I felt, was stupid, that it was just – it was written for an American audience, and I just offended a ton of people mm. there. But it – no, I think I mean, you're right. I, I, the, now, here's the thing. <laughs> Somebody – okay, I, I – like too many thoughts in my head. Um, everybody's like, you know, this sticks really close to the book. And my thinking is, come on, no. This book couldn't be that obvious from the very beginning, right? I mean, you, you, you've you written this. It sticks closely <clears throat> to the book, but they've missed things out, which probably makes, which the TV series hasn't had time to put in, to, uh, which is probably what you're feeling. Like to I'm obscure guessing. some of the mystery, because that would, that would bug me. Like I mm. have written, not written, I have read... It it bothers me to no end when there is a mystery um, book or something like that where I guess it within the first third of the Straight book away. or something like that. that yeah. I have this much left of the book and and I know what it is. I'm just <laughs> and you know I'm just happening. waiting for the absolute confirmation that I guessed it. That's come on, you know. And um, mm. so that's where my question comes in: is like, does it really come on? The book has to be better than this, right? It has to <laughs> because. There is a large amount of books written for this character. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, okay. It was somebody in the comments had, um, had told me, it was like, um, you know, no, this sticks really, this sticks really close to the book. And then somebody responded to that one and was like, um, well, I watched this series and I thought, well, maybe I would, um, I should read the book instead. But now you have confirmed that I will not be reading this book at all. <laughs> and I was like, and that made me laugh because I'm like, yeah, come on, you know, now, will I watch another season of this? Yes. I'm curious at where it goes. Um, you know, I liked some of the actors grew on me. Some of them, I, whether or not it actually sticks close to the book or not, you have to admit that it's ridiculous. The mayor with his golden cane with the crystal on there, who literally <laughs> was br- <sighs> and polishing it up. Are you free? One mean. See, that's kind of yeah. I mean, that's kind of I. It's interesting how because you you've been a bit saturated with like American shows, so you, you gravitate towards the British shows, and I because I grew up in South Africa, gravitate towards the British and the American because very much so in South Africa, the American is like way better quality than what the stuff that you oh, get in South Africa, okay. and so uh, and I didn't have any upbringing to British stuff until I got to the UK, uh, and so. Now, whenever I see like a hero of mine that I've I've read about, I think I will like. So it's 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 an interesting because it's a juxtaposition, um, and I'm do wondering if that that is part of it. Whether audiences in the UK will like this more than audiences actually mm. from the US. I don't know if that's true, but um, it could be part of it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what they do with the second season and. Um, 
I really liked it, not because the story. I don't. Yeah, the story was basic, and I knew what was going to happen from for most of it. The action sequences were great, but I think I was emotionally engaged once the the story with the brother came to light. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm on board. I I want the vengeance story now for him, but that didn't draw you in. No, no, it didn't. No. Okay. Um, I mean, I I like that. <clears throat> It kind of sets up um, who he is. But, like, I went through the whole series. And my wife and I are actually having this conversation. Like, is 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 he supposed to be on the spectrum? Because you get, you know, the autism spectrum there. Because you look at, like, some of the behaviors that he has as a, as a teenager. Mm. Um, mm. And it could be. It, I don't but know. See, I didn't get the, like... You can tell. I don't think it was written to be. Well, like that's that. what it is. Like you, you can tell when somebody, it, when a character is, because they have just some certain quality. Like, and so I was like, well, I hope it isn't because he's not capturing that. He's not. He's, you know what I mean. Mm. And some of it, I think, is just more of the upbringing. You know that he's he's got this. The regimented. He, he did have a very interesting. Very upbringing. weird. I mean, his mom calls him by his last name, which is weird. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I just, I, some of it even didn't click with me and maybe I'm misremembering it, but how the, through it, you know, like, I mean, the dad being punished and the dad being pissed off because the kids did something and the dad being punished for it, which is natural, but um, just being disappointed in them and everything else. But then at the end, well, even the mom being kind of disappointed with them in that, that they did this, but then at the end where she's dying, and her telling him that she was proud of him for doing that, for choosing his own path, for you know, for standing. I'm like, see that did, those two don't match because you didn't still support him as a kid from what we see in your decisions or in his decisions. So, mm-hmm. eh, um, can I comment on the CGI tear at the end? That when it, when he gets it. <laughs> Do you think he just couldn't cry? <laughs> My wife, who had already tapped out of the series, almost threw something at the TV. <laughs> she was like, "You're freaking kidding me! What the? Cr- that is the wh- seriously." But you, do you know what's how much that would have costed you? And they also have like a, there's an ointment that you can put on just here that will naturally produce a tear. So I don't know why they would have it, had to. It was it. it was so bad. It, anyway, I I. I can respect that this has a huge fan base, that people love hmm. the book series, that they love the character. And I'm glad that they got a character now who resembles what was written in the book. You know what I mean? That yeah, And I knew that was one of the, even though I haven't read the books, I knew that that was an issue with the Tom Cruise movies, that everybody was like, that's not Jack Reacher. That what he, He's tiny. He's not even the same hair color. Just all of this that doesn't work so i i am glad that we have now a character who matches this i just want a better story if i'm going to invest well there's lots to choose from so hopefully they have a better story in in yeah and and i if you if you're gonna give me a mystery and you're gonna take me on eight hours of it (laughs) i need to not guess it right off the bat yeah, at least halfway. Th- yeah, I, yeah. 
four episodes in, yeah, fair you enough. Can't, you can't mask. You can only cover up so much with violence. You know what I mean? Because this wasn't an action True. series. I mean, it's a mystery series with some and a drama series with some action in it. And okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. But you, the drama and the mystery has to be compelling enough. And that's what I just, yeah, I'm going to stand by my, I mean, I, I actually, when I started my review, which is not much better, but I was at a two. But the more that I had gotten through <laughs> a whole, no, whole two? two, yeah, because wow. I didn't like it anyway, <laughs> but, but I got more and more right. pissed the more that I thought about it. And I was like, okay. are you kidding me? You have this, or now you've wasted my time. It took you forever to be here. You have all of these implausibilities, <laughs> all of these things that just don't make any sense. And I mean, him, like I mentioned in my review, he he's goes from murder suspect to being in the investigation as an equal or even more so, just like Alyssa Milano did in Brazen. Tell me it's not any different. It's massively different. Okay, so he's not an author. <laughs> Gosh, Chris really didn't like this, y'all. Sound off down below and tell him yeah, why he's Well, wrong. they already have, which is <laughs> which is fine. And that's okay. And I totally respect. I mean, you I, that's the thing that you can totally love it. I I mean, I I gave my reasons why I didn't. I feel that I have justified those, but at the end of the day, it is an opinion. You know what I mean? And if you it's okay yeah, to be wrong yeah you are okay to be wrong it's okay <laughs> no but you know what i mean i think if you i think if you love the series that's awesome i'm glad that you find enjoyment out of it that's the thing that you know i mean because how often i think it's actually very uh uncommon to have a book to love a series so much maybe outside of harry potter that that once mm. you see it on the screen that you still love it you know, because more often than not, yeah. it's they, they, they yeah. lose so much in that adaptation. So that, hey, I am, that is thrilling that they were able to capture, the showrunners were able to capture the story in a way that people who love the novels can get in behind it and can love it. So, hey, wonderful. I just didn't like it. <laughs> 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 on that note i think we've come to the end of our uh discussion where chris talks about the reasons he's wrong and um we're going to go into our podcast section where we're going to talk about things we're really looking forward to coming up and uh entertainment news and a possibly a special thing from me. and we we will talk about ruben doesn't know this but we're going to talk about a talking penis also Okay. Yep. If that's not a tease, I don't know what. There you go. <laughs> well, if you're joining us from YouTube and we left you on that cliffhanger about talking penises and um, news and what we're looking forward to, welcome. If you're just listening along, well, hey, it's just the continuation, but we're still glad you're here. As always, you can tweet at us at Best We Watched, um, and we would love to hear all about some of the things that you watch this week that you found best. Um, maybe it was on our, our list of just the things that we discussed. Maybe it wasn't, but that's okay. We would love to just hear what it is that you are watching. Share with us, please tweet at us. Um, and if it's not on our list, maybe we will find a new gem that we can check out, which I always love doing. That's a lot of fun. Um, okay. So before we, before we dive into our news, 
Um, <clears throat> Ruben, you watched Pam and Tommy on Hulu. Is that correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, you, I believe, had got the screeners for it so that you got to see. Did you see the entire series already or have you just? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it uh, just week to week. And so I've seen the first two or three episodes that are out now. And um, so if you are unfamiliar, just the the Pam and Tommy, it's Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee. Uh, back in the mid 90s, they had a sex tape that was then leaked and then sold and became infamous. And so this is a series kind of revolving around that. And so we get to see their relationship um, beforehand and then how they get to this point. And then also, uh, I guess the series is also going how it's really how the movie or how you, the movie, how their film, their tape is released and how it you know just becomes that worldwide phenomenon. There is a point in episode two where Pam and Tommy have, uh, well, they're getting intimate and they have taken some drugs and Tommy is in the bathroom and he's having this conversation and he's, he's, he's talking and it becomes obvious that he's talking to himself and then he's also talking to his penis. But the thing that was the most unexpected is that it talks back and they go down. And so you watch this penis move around and speak at him. And so he has this conversation. And I I laughed at the ridiculousness of it. And yet it somehow worked within the show. And I don't really know why it worked. It shouldn't have worked. Um, but I think only because he's he's on drugs that this makes any kind of sense. Did this catch you off guard when you saw it? Oh, yeah. I had no idea this was coming. Someone mentioned to me, have you seen episode two? And I was like, no, this is when it was first coming up. I'd just seen episode one. I was like, it's okay. It's funnier than I expected. I don't know if I'll binge watch it. And then I'll watch episode two and then I'll watch the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is this show? Because it's... It's reality. It's based Mm -hmm. on fact, obviously fictionalized a bit, embellished somewhat, but they've taken what they can. Um, Pamela Anderson, uh, is it Lily Lily James? She looks exactly, I mean, she's disappeared into the role. Um, And then obviously we have uh, Stan. Stan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan, yeah, uh, who I thought, again, was just phenomenal. If you look at pictures him side by side, it's yeah. it's crazy how alike yeah. they look. It's crazy. I did notice, however, he didn't get the tattoo that's like right by his groin. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. pain. Yeah. Um, like tattoos are fine, but there's certain areas that are just. Mm. Yeah, no, there's yeah, places you're not yeah. going. Anyway, the, the penis scene. I mean, I, I I knew something was coming. Uh, you you felt it in the atmosphere, and then <laughs> you saw like the, it reminded me of such weird films. I had weird like how how does my brain connect this? I connected to do like kung fu. Was it kung pao? I think oh, it was Legend kung pao. Where he was fighting mm-hmm. the cow. Yeah, it, it it where the guy has a tongue that has that speaks and because I'm tugging, he goes. Hey, 
Yeah, it, it reminded me of the craziness of that. But of course, when you got a a series that's got Seth Rogen in it and who's been, I believe, mm. a big part of it, wasn't he run the I, writers or or producer um, or something? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you think about like the animated film with the food that he was involved oh. with, where like there's a sausage party of Sick. food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's not surprising that there's some of this stuff creeps in there. That sort of humor. Um, I also thought he was excellent in it. Uh, I'm not a big Seth Rogen fan, right. and I I am liking him in this. Mm. I mean, he's I think he's understated mm. to the right degree, where his his comedy mm. ekes out, but yet he's yeah. There's not the the <laughs> exactly yeah exactly. So anyway, I just it was that the sh- I figured you can't have a show that's based around a sex tape and it not be. Um, it's of course it's going to be gratuitous. It's going to have Baywatch moments. You, yeah, you have exactly. To, it's that's the exactly life, yeah right? because it just it yeah. Otherwise, everybody's going to go. Well, come on, you you told me a story without actually telling me the story, and it's it's got to get gritty and also Motley yeah. Crue. You know, the Hard Rockers. Yeah. Did you ever see? They've got. Some oh yeah. Did to you tell. see the movie uh, that was on Netflix called Dirt? Yeah, I, I loved it. And you know what I liked? I Incredible. liked too yeah. is that um, w- having watched that movie, it gave a little bit more context to what we're watching in um, Pam and Tommy. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it does. It does kind of. It kind of yeah, because my um, and one of them, you know how it goes, it, the series just fades to black and then comes back. And I don't know if that's meant because those are when commercial, all the commercial breaks are supposed to happen within Hulu. I don't really know or if it's just scene changes, whatever. It's It just happens. Um, but one of them, when it comes back, Tommy is in the middle of a story and he's talking about, well, and he snorted up all these ants. Well, there's no context for who he's talking about, but if you saw Dirt, mm. um, or you just know about the band and stuff like that, he's talking about Ozzy yeah. at at a pool where they were on tour together, and Ozzy Osbourne just snorts up this huge line of ant. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. So it, it, this is a weird series. I mean, I'm I, I'm only three episodes in, I think, because um, I'm just going to watch it week to week, or I might skip a week or two and then binge, mm. you know, a couple together. It's very enjoyable. It's not nearly, I mean, it's depressing because you know yeah. their lives and you kind of know how it ends up, but it's it's edited and formulated in a way that's very entertaining to watch, which is definitely something they needed to do because you can't just be dark and dreary the whole time. I, you can, but I don't know that many people have the palate yeah, for it. Yeah, exactly. And so this is, I mean, I'm liking even, uh, I wanted to call him Ron Swanson, what Nick Offerman as... Um, <laughs> Yes, you know, is this this yeah, I like, I do producer like with yeah. Seth Rogen and just how they're interweaving that story because the first episode is all about Seth Rogen, really. I mean, it's you know, mm. yeah, yeah, it's almost not even Pam and Tommy. It's just yeah, yeah. and I, I yeah. that was what I was like, what I thought this was about Pam and Tommy, so, but it's a good it setup. Really though. is, yeah, yeah. because it, it lays the foundation for the, all the motivation that comes afterwards. So anyway, definitely a weird yeah. series. Um, Without without spoiling anything, does do the rest of the episodes hold up? Um, uh, to okay, yes, you don't get anything as crazy. 
but there is definitely still okay. crazy. But, it, but it, I mean, as far as like the storytelling <laughs> and the drama and stuff. It, the okay. story, absolutely. Okay. And the drama. The acting is phenomenal. There's some really emotional beats that the, both these actors nice. bring out. Um, you, you get to see the insides and out the inside and outside of their that sex tape and what it actually mm. did to them and the injustice yeah. of it as well and the way that society looks at uh someone that is that's been in penthouse that does Baywatch, um because she's got a sex tape out there therefore she doesn't have any right over it because she's done you know stuff that's to do with mm. nudity and, and and she's a woman it really touches on that like and you see well hang on a minute it does like that's really not okay what they did they basically took their personal property, that video, regardless of what was on it, and sold it. Like, it's it's basically taking some of you, like, imagine your kids potty training, you yeah. know, something that that's personal, um, your wedding video, mm-hmm. yeah? And then someone has put that on DVD and made millions off it. That's what it amounts oh, totally. to. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. It, it, it absolutely wrong. I mean, it is, you know, because it... it wasn't that was not their desire to have that made personal you know what i mean that's like i mean no. now we know that other people um in in oh they have done it since because it brings you into the, the limelight exactly yeah. they have used it as a, a self marketing extra yeah, exactly minutes. yeah exactly so and that's fair enough you get what you get if you get negative press off that that's your that's your undoing um but at the same time, uh, Kay, who was watching some of it with me, she was talking about how it's interesting. She remembers how Tommy was looked like when people were talking about the, the, that tape, that he was regarded as the stud, mm. you know. But Pamela was like, oh, she's yeah. the slut. And the the, the different mindsets yeah. there. Um and now, now it's like, yeah, that's so wrong. But back then, it was like that was always the mindset. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I saw it was an interesting story that needed to be told. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, um, I saw Pamela Anderson in person one time. I was in Nashville when she was. Uh, I think she was dating Kid Rock at the time, and they had come out of a out of <laughs> a restaurant. And I was shocked at how small mm. she is. She is a she. She is tiny. Oh, she tiny. And I, I mean, I didn't speak with her or anything else, so I can't speak, say how, how mm-hmm. nice or not nice of a person she is, but it was just kind of, it, it shocked me. It was like, I did not realize that you were the height that you were. I thought you were taller just based on the angles that we see yeah. in shows and stuff. So, so it does make me worry though, because apparently she refuses to watch this series. So I do wonder again, if she's been exploited again. It, it, which is well and it sad. was i mean it was sad like i thought at least in the first uh or the second episode and even the third where it's diving more into her story you know we're getting a better glimpse of mm. her um i mean i thought at least in those that it was painting a good light of showing how poorly she was treated even within like Baywatch and stuff, like she has this huge monologue that she wants to do that's more powerful that shows that she can deliver mm. some lines, you know, and not just be the pretty face or the, 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 the ditzy blonde, but, you know, that she can bring yeah. some meat yeah. to this and them just being like, no, we're going to cut this. It's more powerful if you don't speak. Let's focus on your butt. And <sighs> you know what I mean? And so I thought that that was, um, what it did for me is, I mean, much more sympathetic 
it makes her as a person, mm-hmm. you know, the, like I think to her yeah. in real life and be like, oh my gosh, if that's actually what was going on, which I don't doubt, that, you know, that's terrible, that you were really being reduced to a slab of meat, you know, that you were just, yeah, that's, I, that's we don't want you to yeah. speak, we want you to jog. And we're going to film your boobs and your butt, and that's it. And that's it just it's distasteful, really. I mean, I understand that. I mean, we have progressed, you know, through time, but it's it's. <sighs> so, this is why you need to watch uh, the Baywatch movie because it pokes oh, fun at that. Okay, uh, and yeah, nice. Yeah, it's great, and also pokes fun at the guys. And like the, the slow motion running so much so that even the beginning of the, the title sequence, dolphins jump up and then the title comes out of the ocean and they're running and it's like all slow-mo and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, talking about something yes. ridiculous, I have a thing of beauty for Ooh. us to talk about. Mm. Um, so we went through a, a, a series of where we talked about a bunch of like horror uh-huh. movies and uh, a lot of them were shark mm-hmm. movies. Now, one of my favorite, and, and I'm moving genre on because we've done House Shark and all of that. Uh, I, I'm going to Tornadoes. Okay. And and obviously we had Sharknadoes sure. and all of those. Sure. Yeah, so we could mix the genre. Uh, Twister is actually a very, very oh good gosh, film. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? It's, it's very yeah. entertaining. It, it's fun. So there's a, a store in the UK called CEX where you can buy like, uh, it's also like secondhand games, secondhand uh, uh, oh, uh-huh. movies, yep. Blu-rays. I picked one up uh, called Tornado Warning for 50p. Um, 50p. What is? There it is. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I'll show you once again. Let's swing it around the back. <laughs> so basically, um, because you can't see this because it's audio, it, Jeff Fahey is the, okay. the, the lead actor. <laughs> Lawnmower Man. Is it? Yes, exactly. He's if you look up Jeff Fahey on IMDb, he's a hardworking man. He's been in over 176 titles at least just on oh. IMDb. So most of the stuff you've seen him is like straight to DVD and TV. This is a straight to TV movie, and somehow it got like the mm-hmm. Blu-ray release, which, which I didn't know. The writer and the director they've written and directed interesting films like The Puppet Master Three and Four. Okay. So it gives you an idea of the treat you're in for. Um, and I say treat lightly because this is not so bad it's good. It's so bad it's the most boring movie oh, I have ever so seen. Oh, that's so disappointing. Ever. Yeah. And even like the, the female protagonist, she was in um, Eight-Legged Freaks. Oh, she was the okay. sheriff. So I, I kind of expected it to be like... Campy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But it takes them... They take it so seriously but it's a it's a tornado that follows you that's green and it has shooting lights that come out of it um why well it's an alien it's an alien oh, tornado okay. well that's okay that's new yeah that is new yeah. that's different um okay so <laughs> there's one scene where there's this woman and another woman who is, is a larger lady uh but for some reason, she's either been directed or this is how she acts. She shouts every <laughs> one of her dialogue lines so much so that it seems like she's on stage doing a pantomime. 
Like literally, and I can't believe that this is what I have to do. Let me get into the car now. Okay, did you hear me? How about showing him some respect? And other people are talking at this level, um, but she's always shouting. So anyway, they get into the car. There's one scene. They they're chasing tornado. They're wearing one set of outfits in the beginning of the scene. The next scene where they get out the car, they've changed outfits. Ah, uh, continuity. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. Like, yeah, what? What a minute. And then there's a there's the the men in black that are the, the tornado is chasing the power plant for some reason. Is I don't know what it's doing. It maybe it's sucking, siphoning power out of the the the, the <laughs> power plant. I I couldn't figure out what it was doing there, but. They had a quantity surveyor tripod stand, and they were acting like this was a piece of high tech gear. Um, you know yeah, those yellow tripods yeah. when you, 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 you <laughs> yeah, literally they had the tripod stand acting like this was like high tech gear uh, that the this secret sect of the government had. Uh, it, it yeah, it's just it's it's like that the whole way through. <laughs> when did it come out? 2012 okay okay it came out the director is jeff burr and jeff burr has done that lots uh, of quality projects well he <laughs> well it, there was a gap from tornado warning in 2012 to 2018 mm. so that obviously did massives masses mm-hmm. for his career um and then in 2018 he did puppet master blitzkrieg massacre which i'm sure is Equally mm-hmm. as great. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's such a bummer that you have a ridiculous concept about aliens hidden in a tornado. Right? And. This should have been y- fun. Yeah. Do you think it's, uh, is it, is it the way that it's edited that it's just not, or is it because of the story and just how everything's. I think, I think the story is ridiculous, but I think. The dialogue is so serious. Oh, okay. They, like, they wanted to be Twister, but even Twister was tongue-in-cheek and funny. So, yeah, Twist. Well, in <laughs> yeah, I bought. I Twister was the first movie I bought. Um, when I bought a surround sound system, and nice. that just the oh, it would rumble the house. It was so great. I would, you know, whenever friends came over, I was like, oh my gosh, you got to hear this and <laughs> put that on and then crank it up, rattle the windows and everything. There was actually a new Twister movie that was really good. I mean, not on the same level as Twister, but I really enjoyed it. It had a fire tornado in it. That was really mm-hmm. fun. I've always wanted to see one of those in yeah. films. I'm trying to think of the movie now it's uh, into the storm into the have you ever storm. seen that? that sounds familiar when when did that come out yeah into the storm um oh. pause as okay. i type oh. came out <laughs> 2014 is any who's in it does it i don't do yeah so you have sound? richard armitage oh. armitage yeah you know him uh, yeah, Sarah Wayne Callis. You recognize everybody that's in it. Matt Walsh, uh, Nathan Cress. There's, yeah, they're not like super famous actors, but they're sure. famous enough. That makes sense. Like, not AAA, but yeah. second tier. Huh. Okay, I, maybe I haven't seen it. I don't know. The name sounds familiar, but the but the 
cast. It's actually quite enjoyable. Okay. It's not bad. Yeah. So, so for those of us that are in the United States and we don't understand um, the P, you said it costs fifty P. Is that less than a like? Oh, that's less than a dollar. Okay. Um, oh, nice. Let me see. Fifty okay. P. So that's half a pound, right? Is that what it would be for you? Yes, it's okay. half a pound. Okay. Yes. So even with the, I think it's one dollar thirty to one okay. pound. So still less than a buck yeah. here. That's wow. Okay. Yeah. For yeah, a Blu-ray movie. It, yeah. But now you see why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. Who who wants it? Is anybody in the UK that wants it? I'll pay the postage to get it out of my house. Come on, you can hang it up and scare away birds. You know, you can use it as a coaster, <laughs> like we did with all those bad CDs that we would have. Yes, I found true. cleaning out my garage <laughs> and stuff. I found my old um, CD holder. You know, the I had to uh-huh. weld the um, the binder clip things uh, together because it was so heavy with CDs that it would break open and the whole pa- all the pages would fall out you know cuz each page on each side holds four <laughs> CDs and so there's probably 50 pages maybe maybe even more than that <clears throat> of CDs in there and it's I don't even have a CD player anymore I don't know why I'm <laughs> I, I don't know yeah it's I got to get rid of them but anyway I digress um tangents hey Okay, so w- wait, what was that called once again so that we never watch it? It's Tornado... Tornado, tornado warning. warning. Well, there is your warning mm. about this movie. <laughs> I wonder if it's on Amazon Prime. I'll have to look. Yeah. Probably. Probably is. Outstanding. Yeah. Put it on your watch list for when you're drunk. <laughs> Do you think it would yeah. be better then? Okay. I think so. Because okay. you could... You could do some every anytime a character does something really stupid or whiny, um, because he has a, a really whiny mm. daughter, Jeff A. Um, you could just have a shot or a swig of beer, so you'd be dead yeah. by like 20 minutes in, okay? Yeah, Fair yeah, enough. well, sure. then you don't have yeah. to watch the rest of the movie 100 so. <laughs> exactly, win, win. Yes. like bonus all the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, should we dive into some news? Yeah, or, or uh, no, no, what, what did you want to do? We can, I can. I was going to say, what okay. you're looking forward to. Um, I have only two that are on my list. Uh, there might be more, but these are the two that stood out to me. Um, both of them coming this week on Netflix, actually. One is a German movie right. um, called The Privilege. Now, it right. it sounds like it could be f- like something we've seen. Chilling, ominous, scary. Yeah, it's um, like secret society type of thing. So, you oh, know, cool. like The Skulls. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful because it's because it's German and they have been churning out some yeah. decent stuff that maybe this will be. Well, I mean, Doc's okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, how about Babylon Berlin? I've never, You've never seen Babylon Berlin. Oh, it's really nope. good. It's really good, especially, I think, oh. is there three seasons? Like the first. Yeah, but you gave Reacher one and a half, so. This is not American, though. This is Sherman. This is outstanding. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, yeah, no, it's really good. <laughs> okay, I will put this. Is uh, it Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Babylon Yeah, Berlin. really, really okay. good. Um, yeah, there you go. Anyway, check it out. 
Um, the other one is a mini series, I think a limited series, um, called inventing Anna. And yes, my wife mentioned this to me. It's like the, the, the true story that this is based on apparently. Oh, see, I don't know anything about the, about the story. I'm going to have to look up into it a little bit, but, um, I'm excited because it's got Julia Garner from Ozark, Mm -hmm. um, who, you know, she's Ruth and Ozark. And I, I mean, she's my favorite character on that show. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. And did you ever see that movie that she was in? Um, It's not Secretary, but it was something similar to that. It was was a dark and depressing movie. It wasn't spectacular, but she was really (laughs) good in it. Um, It was an indie movie, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, those are the two that I'm I'm (laughs) really looking forward to that are coming this week. What about you? What's what else on your list? Uh, One on um, Netflix called Child of Kamari Month. It's a Netflix anime animated mm. film, uh, which the, the animation itself looks fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to that. So it's it says, well, I'll read the synopsis quickly. It's a short one. A year after losing her mother, a young girl learns that she must journey across Japan to the annual gathering of gods in the sacred land of um, Izmo, Uzumo. Um, and so I'm always down for a, a nice animated film. It looks, the, the style looks studio ish mm. Um, so dragons anime nice. count me in and then there's one called big bug I you heard about have that one? this yes I don't know anything about it it just <laughs> looks weird so hum- humans have ceded most tasks to AI in 2045 even in nostalgic Alice's home so when robots stage a coop her androids protectively lock her doors I think that's a very interesting um premise if they can land it i think it could be really good is it kind of a like a comedy or or is it Uh, just drama because i think like the pictures that i saw they were bright and colorful and so they um yeah like the yeah it's definitely it's it says dystopian or quirky quirky was one of the things that that like came to mind when i saw it like it was like this is odd yeah but okay and then, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Tall Girl 2. Oh, I, okay, I've never seen, um, that's a series, right? I haven't, oh. No, 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 it's a, it's a movie. Yeah, oh, is, is it? Just, is, yeah, it's, it's about a, yeah, it's about a girl that's uh, tall. But she is really tall and how she struggles with okay. being tall. It's, was the first one a movie? And the first. Also? Okay. Yeah, the okay. first one's a movie, yeah. And it, it was. It had mixed reactions because people were like, well, we're sad for you because you're really tall. And then people were like, well, you don't know the the feeling. It was like, listen, I don't know how you're going to get me to really relate to it because if your thing is you find life hard because you're tall. And she is mm-hmm. really tall. But it it was it's, – it's odd. It's based on a book. So I was surprised that it got a second film. Um, it's got a good cast, and it looks like the second one could actually be quite fun. So mm. – tentatively wondering if it's going to be good. I, and this is one I, I, I'm surprised you didn't mention, but there's there's one. It's a Korean romantic comedy called Love and Leashes, which it, it's uh, looks odd. It says, love never heard so good for two co-op. Uh, sorry, love never heard so good for two co-workers who enter a contractual relationship as partners in consensual play, pleasure, and pain. 
Yeah. <laughs> it when I saw the the cover of that, it um I mean I have it on my calendar to to watch, but it um mm. it, it kind of gave me the feels of uh what's that movie with uh Jamie Dornan um and Dakota Fate. <laughs> yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean I that I don't know. I mean I don't it just it was kind of the description, you know, in the put was like, oh that's different weird i don't know we'll we'll see i'll probably end up watching it uh over the weekend but yeah Mm. okay um at the cinemas we have two big titles um one which i want to talk about quickly Uh, so death of the nile i'm definitely going to watch that i'm so looking forward to that i don't know about you chris i i'm still torn um about did you not like i loved the orient express I thought it was, I was, okay. uh, I think like you in kind of the minority, um, who really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, yeah. you know, it's my, my, my conflictedness is about army hammer. Um, and just all of all his right. weirdness. Now yeah. I looked on, it was weird. I saw it on, um, even though he's still on the poster, like on the front page of IMDB, mm. he's not even listed in the top yeah. cast anymore. So I don't, Amazing. I don't know. Well, maybe that's how they've dealt with it. Maybe. Yeah. Just. I know they had to refilm some stuff, didn't they? I, oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think they did. Hmm. Uh, maybe it, it was whatever he was in these other films. May, that maybe that's what re-film. it was. Yeah, it's probably what it was. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to put that aside because th- it would be a shame for all the other cast and what they've created. Yeah. Well, and we've been waiting for to, this for to, to, to judge it for, for a long yeah. time. Yeah, a long time. I think it's been yeah. done for a while. Yeah. Uh, before mm-hmm. all the stuff came out, they couldn't yeah, control exactly. that. Yeah. Uh, however, on the same day, the Uncharted movie comes, and I'm sure your your um, kids have played the games. Uh, yeah, my son is my youngest. Is is he done with the series now? I don't know. He he blew through. So you're looking at it. So, so here in the UK, they both come out this coming Friday. It may it may come out this week. I, there has been very little uh, marketing that I've seen recently on mm. this. So, so here's why I think this movie is going to be poo, like <laughs> okay. absolutely poo. Uh, apart from the, it looks like it takes a while for Sully to have yes. his mustache, and you can't have Sully without <laughs> his mustache. And I'm not even really sold on Mark Wahlberg, to be honest. And I'm not really sold on mm. Tom Holland. I like Tom Holland as Spider Man. I didn't like him in the film Chaos Walking. I didn't think it was a no. good film at all, and the books were incredible. Uh, anyway. Uh, it could be great, and I'm willing to give it a go because I think Tom Holland is like a fantastic Spider-Man, uh, and I think he can do great drama. He's been in, like a next Netflix film recently. He was great in uh, it was really oh, dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like there was a weird western type film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Uh, anyway, so occasionally we have screeners that we get invited to go and then we we weigh up whether we're going to go to london or not uh because it costs quite a bit you know we're going to be out pocket by 50 quid by the time we get there and back it's half a day of travel at least there and back so by the time we watch the film you know it's a it's a whole day escapade uh and so you really got to weigh up if as a reviewer you you're going to be doing like three to four things in one day or one thing during that day and will that one thing bring in the same amount um of Watch time, viewers, mm-hmm. you know, bang yeah. for your buck sort of thing. So we so we got this press screening. I was like, okay, if it's a big title, it sure. might be worth 
uh, going down to London to go watch. Um, who knows who's going to pitch up? Sometimes, you know, some of the stars or directors pitch up to some of those press screens in London. That'd be really cool. Um, so this coming Wednesday uh, evening was the press screening, which means if we got back by, say, one o'clock in the morning uh, or 12 o'clock uh, midnight, I could put a review out. Yeah, it's, it's late, sure. but I could still do it. The thing is, the embargo for the film is 6 a.m. Friday morning. And the first showing for the film comes out at nine. Well, that's <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a clear they have no faith that the, the critics are going to be kind to this movie at all because generally it's a poo. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you hold all the reviews until right or restrict reviews until right before the thing comes out now in, in the U S most of our, even though the release date is technically Friday, most of them now come out on Thursday, mm. like Thursday evening. So I wonder, is it, uh, do you, does the same thing happen in the UK or do they, if it says it's a Friday release, it no. comes out on Friday. Is it, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Sometimes we get midnight. It's probably a time difference. So there's eight hours. So if yours comes out like at a midnight, a, a second past or something, or it starts a few minutes before, but once the film is rolling, it's just past oh. a second past the midnight in the same day, then the eight hours difference. Oh, no, no. Something. These are these are like properly That's, like four or five, p, 5 p.m. Probably the day yeah, before. On Thursday. Oh, maybe because we had Moonfall on the Thursday. That's when I watched it this week. Didn't, yeah. Didn't we? Okay. Yeah. And then it actually, and, and it actually Friday, came out yeah. the Friday. Yeah. So I don't know. It's okay. possible. Yeah. Uh, noticed I didn't talk about <laughs> Moonfall at all in any of my. <laughs> I do want to see it at some point just because I just want to watch the ridiculousness. You should watch it just I mean, because the, it's yeah, Roland that, Emmerich. Yeah. You know, you know exactly what you're. You know exactly yeah, what you're getting. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I just. I uh, Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the, those two films. <laughs> I kind of want to see both of them. I want to see it because I always hope that game adaptations are good because there are so sure. many bad ones. Like every now and again, we get the anomaly and it's like, ah, oh, that's actually half decent. But most of the time they're bad and you just keep hoping that they we're either going to lose our, uh, uh, learn mm -hmm. our lesson and not do them or we're going to start churning out decent stories and not just try and make money off the title. Uh, which which you really yeah. hope it's it's the former. You want them to craft yeah. a good story around this and because i think then not only do you please the fans you know by by capturing what they love so well but you then bring in all kinds of new people mm -hmm. who are unfamiliar with that you know with the and, and they can yeah. be entertained as well i mean I, that's a win-win when you just do a cash grab and everything sucks well it everything sucks and that's unfortunate yeah mm. exactly um, Catwoman Hunted officially releases nice. on Tuesday. So um, people can finally get their hands on that. And Red Rocket officially comes to, I think it's digital for the UK um, here, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. I Have haven't seen, seen this? this either. No. Red Rocket? Yeah. It, uh, it, I've only heard good things about it, which makes me excited. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, it, it sounds, edgy maybe i don't know if that's a, yeah, but but also very it. dramatic no, i know what you're saying i mean like 
uh, like the story is complex enough that it, it sucks you into the character. And apparently the, um, the actor, I think he didn't tell his agent that he had done the movie until right before it hit the festivals or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly that. He, he, that's exactly what happened. Uh, yeah. That's as far as I'm aware. He, he saw the mm-hmm. script, went and did the movie and said, oh, by the way. I'm in this. Yeah, <laughs> I've done this. Because he knew, because it would have cost a lot more money through his agent, but he really wanted mm-hmm. to do the story and not, like he wanted to help the film, which I think is yeah, that's amazing. Awesome. Um, there's a new series that starts this week called The Fear Index. What's that on? No, I you haven't. heard about that? Um. Let me check my spreadsheet. My spreadsheet says it's a sky, so it's probably HBO mm. in uh, the US. Okay. The Fear Index. A scientist turned Wall Street tycoon becomes the target of a plot to destroy the world's financial markets. Mm. Uh, very apt for today's. It, it just looks like it, it could yeah. be fun. So I'm looking out for that one. And uh, <laughs> I got a screener for a Cayenne trilogy on Netflix, you know, there's three parts, but remember I mentioned that the Kanye, Kanye, it's like Kanye pepper. (laughs) Yeah. Kanye, Kanye, um, requested to go into Mm -hmm. the editing booth. So they were only able to give me the the first parts of the three, because I'm guessing he's still editing out a bunch of stuff. I know. And you know what? This bums me out because I, it premiered at Sundance. And Mm. so it would have shown all three movies, you know, all three parts of this thing, which bums me out that I didn't get a chance to see it there because it would be, I'm curious to know how is it different? You know, what? Yeah, exactly. Because I'm pretty sure even though he wanted final edit on that, it was already submitted to Sundance. And so they weren't going to. You know, they either they, the only other choice they have is to pull it completely, and it doesn't premiere there. Um, and so, yeah, I've only got the first screener also, and they're like, "Well, we hope to have them." Oh, well, yeah, I bet you do hope to have. <laughs> but it's gonna be, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching it with this uh, a weird anticipation, like, uh, but that doesn't even make any sense. Like, I. <laughs> I want to know, I want to know what is the original and what is he changing? Like I want, you know what I mean? Like I want that behind the scenes type of thing of like, dude, why, why did you change this? Why didn't you just let the story be told? You know, I mean, you, otherwise this is not, this is not the story that everybody thinks it is. You know, if you're going to influence a documentary or, you know, a biography to such a degree then it's really just a puff piece. Could be just a puff piece. Not mm. necessarily. I mean, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what, nonetheless, I think it'll be an interesting documentary for sure, um, whether it has any truth to it. And it's all, I will know if it has any truth to it, because if it's all Kanye's yeah. the best, then it's just a load of nonsense because that's not what a documentary is. Well, and I really is. hope that. That would just be a puff piece for a feature exactly when i hope that it dives into some of his mental struggles that he has i mean that's that yeah yeah that would be right and i think that would be powerful to not only to his fans but just to the world i think we need more uh, people especially with influence uh 
yeah, transparency. To talk about, you know what? Hey, mm. this is what I was going through, and this is this is what I did to deal with it, to handle it, to fix it, or I, I'm not fixed yet. Yeah, guess what? I'm a human. Exactly. Yeah. Because we we yeah. saw the before. We saw the the breakdown. So why not give us, you know, and, yeah. and obviously I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know what all is in what is contained in there or not. But I do hope that that, mm. that is there because that becomes a very power, powerful platform to speak good into the world and to give people encouragement, you know, and, and I think really endear them. When you have that sort of power, you kind of do have the responsibility yeah. for that. Yeah. It just comes comes part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting. And last on my list of things I'm looking forward to, seems like a busy week, but I don't know if I would cover <laughs> all of them. They're just things I might watch. Uh, Book Book of Love. Um, I think the embargo is lifted on the we did, Saturday. Or did my, that not come out this last? Have I you seen it that came out on Friday? Did uh, I have um, here in the UK? It's on Sky. Oh, uh, which is I think is HBO. Oh, it's on it? Amazon in the US. I That's weird. Double check. Oh, that is weird. Okay, huh. I will. Yeah, I'll have to check, check too. Well, yeah, we'll do. But because it wouldn't be the first time that I have my date wrong. Yeah, because that was one I wanted to watch. Um, but yeah, there's lots of others. It does seem like that time of year where we're putting loads of new titles in. Uh, you know, something like the pilots. And yes. So there's Book of Love. That's 2017 film. Um. The Book of Love, that's 2021. But there's a new one called Book of Love, that's 2022. Uh, okay, maybe... Uh, in the UK, it's not... Yeah. Huh, okay, well, embargoed, the embargo <laughs> lifted on the 4th. Maybe that, I don't... All right. I okay, don't know. Cool. It was Sam Claflin and um, Veronica... Ish yeah, that's the one I'm looking okay. at. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dig. Well, I, yeah, well, I don't know. Again. Release date was January the sixth, apparently, in United Arab Emirates. Oh. Uh, uh, Air, oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Uh, okay. Anyway, those are my nice. titles. Do you want to do news? Uh yes. I only have one thing that more more becomes a question than anything. Uh, in in at the beginning okay. of twenty twenty one. Yes. Netflix had announced they did this big marketing push where they uh, they rolled out Gal Gadot, um, Ryan Reynolds, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson and said, hey, we have mm. a new movie or show coming out every week on the platform. And it is going to be big and yes. it's going to be something wonderful. And we know that Red Notice was poo, mm -hmm. um, even though they put it off. Well, Netflix did it again. They have announced their 2022 movie list with a brand new movie every week and they've got a lot of big stars <laughs> in this so my question becomes what do we think the percentage of these like is going to be good are we leaning like half two. and half do we think majority are going to be good no like two percent would you say twenty percent no okay. literally two percent i think if, you th if 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 you look back the majority of content that was actually really good 
that was their new IPs that they hadn't just suddenly bought and added sure. on, I, th- I think would Much be very lower. few and far between. Okay. Even their big titles, I wasn't a huge fan of, like uh, Red Notice. Yeah, Red no- Yeah, that one was just disappointing all the way around. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a couple. There was one even, and I don't remember, there's... I had it's on a different computer. Um, I had this list going of just the things that I had watched, um, not watched that I had some of the titles that popped into my head. And um, what's his name? Ryan Gosling is coming out in an action movie um, for them. Which wow. it's been a it's been a hot minute. I think since we've seen um, him in anything, right? Yeah. So. I like Ryan Gosling as well. He's a yeah. great actor. Yeah. So it it, he, it looks, um, yeah, anyway, it, it looks kind of cool. I liked the way that they did their trailer. It was, um, it was showing, you know, clips and stuff like that. But then they also, the char- the actors in character would like stop and like turn and speak to the, speak to the camera to talk about, you know, to, to, mm. to do part of the marketing for the overall pitch of, you know, all these movies coming and stuff like that. So it was cheesy, but it also kind of worked and it was just, I don't know, it was immersive, I think. But, okay, so mm-hmm. so you're leaning towards less less good than yeah. anything. Yeah. That way I'll be surprised if there it's go. better, right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. There is one, I think the most, <laughs> the, the, the one that's coming out soonest is The Atom Project with uh, yes, that Ryan actually Reynolds. Is yeah. that right? Is that the one that Ryan runs? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll see. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I want fifty percent of them. I think are going to be, um, good, like worthwhile. Um, okay. And I saw. You know, I saw somebody's tweet, um, where Netflix has announced like they're doing eighty six titles this year that they're releasing, and I don't know. I mean the nuance between what is the original and what do they buy and then distribute mm-hmm. um, kind of goes into that gray area, just like a studio. You know what I mean? Like Universal yeah. will buy some movies or... I guess if they're calling it Netflix original, then it's... Y- yeah, well, I mean, because if they buy the distribution rights, just like, you know, some of these other studios do, but then the studios also yeah, then it's, produce then some. It's also, yeah. yeah. Um, but all of the studios for U.S. theatrical releases, we're only doing like 71 films. So Netflix as one entity Mm. was beating out in terms of number of content, all of the studios combined for U.S. releases. Yeah, so. That's insane. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) Um, A friend of mine, Ian, who works in the film industry, on Facebook this week, uh, I gave us uh, exclusive Batman news once upon a time from him because he worked in the film, and I said how many hours of footage he used. Do you remember? Okay, so he's put a picture on his Facebook, um, and he's just put one word above it, and that says (gasps) rap, as in they've rapped, and it's House of the Dragon. Oh, wow. Ooh, the whole whole series? Or the season? Which means, yeah, they've wrapped the season. Yeah, which means they're done, which that goes into editing. Which means we'll get a trailer, teaser trailer at least very soon, and then they'll start giving us air dates. I don't think it'll take, you know, probably six months max on the CG. Because 
um, th- the conversation is there is more dragons than there are boobs, apparently. Because, wow. <laughs> uh, you know, Game of Thrones. So they've gone less nudity and more nice. fantasy. That's That'll be cool. Mm. Well, and I think you need to, if you're telling... A sh- you're telling a story of a of a story called House of Dragon, yeah. House of the Dragon, yeah. Kind of have to have dragons, right? Exactly. That'll be fun. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm excited about that. So that's actually nice. done. And something else that is wrapped is uh, Hocus Pocus <gasps> Two. I'm so excited for this. This is premiering uh, Halloween. So, yeah, a few months this year. And they look great, I have to say, because there's like a screenshot of them and in their costumes, and I'm just like, wow, okay. They did they not age <laughs> from that? <laughs> like, wow, <Yes>. okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's gonna be cool. Sweet, amazing. Okay. Yep. Um, Jason Statham. Uh, I have a bit of a weakness when it comes to Jason Statham. I mm-hmm. love his action movies, uh, Transporter, uh, or the, the Mechanic. But surprisingly, The Meg did really well. It made like just under 600 million and uh, they've just started filming number two, The Meg 2. So apparently they go deep into the trench and go adventuring there. So we're getting another one of those giant shark movies. And it was ridiculous and yet it worked. Like it was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was fun. Um, I do hope that they go a bit more gory because it was very kiddly, yes. kiddie friendly. It was a 12. Uh, well, here in the UK, it was a 12. I wanted more, more like mm-hmm. fish guts, you know, or people being split into like when a shark throws them up and jumps. It's that sort of yes. fun. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we talked about Moonfall uh, yes. briefly, <laughs> uh, but Patrick uh-huh. Wilson, who was in that, he is doing his first well his directorial debut in insidious five because he's been like that you know yeah. they did those investigators with him and his partner and so we're getting another film but he's directing is insidious he also going to be in it also yeah, he's okay. in it, yeah. well at least he's in the poster okay. of, of it so huh. it seems like well you would it. think with with just yeah. his his experience on that series of movies within the conjuring universe that he would have a good handle mm on yeah he definitely knows yeah the world yeah. so he? i think that yeah. from that aspect w- could be a good choice to have him do one of these yeah. um it also though could be a bad choice because if he's too close to it you know it exactly sometimes when you like you write act direct and you're like oh this film is not worked y- out well y- choose a path <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so okay have they yeah. that so he just signed on is that what Okay. Just, okay. yeah, that's new. That's that's fresh off the bat. Um, we talked about this briefly a couple of weeks ago, and you're like, please don't let the, can they just leave it alone? Uh, but a six-screen film is in the works of Paramount with Matt Bertinel Alpen and Tyler Gilt's Gillett set to return to direct. I saw that. <laughs> uh, that well, because I liked it. the movie more than you, does this news just piss you off or what? Yeah, I don't care it at all. Like, I'm done with the series now. I, I, think. I, I, I might watch it because maybe I hope it's going to be better than the last one, which is possible. It, it is. So. I'm just disappointed that they keep just <laughs> let it die. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have any more. We don't have any new ideas, Chris. We just have to use well, the same ones we've had. That's yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I don't know. That's a bummer. 
And I'm slightly excited about this because it's a series and what they could do with it could be really fun. Joe versus Carol, uh, the Tiger King oh. storyline. And the reason why it, it comes out really soon on Peacock, it's March 3rd, so it's done. Um, like a few weeks, we'll be watching it. But Kate McKinnon, oh, you, Ma- yeah, uh, um, McKinnon is, mm-hmm. is Carol. Uh, so I think what she could do with that character could be really interesting. I agree. Yeah. Did, I don't remember who was the person playing Joe Exotic. Was that a big name? I don't remember if. Uh, John Cameron Mitchell. That name sounds familiar. I don't even recognize. Rec- uh, yeah, but I, I can't picture yeah. who it is. I still think they've missed out by not having David Spade. <laughs> the, right? Yeah. I mean, I think. It, yeah. I, I'm not sure who came first, Joe Exotic or Joe Dirt, but um, <laughs> they're cousins at least. <laughs> I do love Joe Dirt. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch Orphan Black? Yes. Yes. I. Did you finish uh, it? Did you like it? Did I finish it? I think it had four or five oh, seasons. Oh, maybe I didn't then. Maybe, uh, mm. like I, I was I was sucked in at the beginning. Okay, and Tatiana Maslany mm. was amazing, um, and I loved. Um, oh, she's so Sistra. good. Um, when when <laughs> yes, I, I I loved those different persons. I thought, if I'm remembering correctly, the more it got into it, that it started to fall off the rails a little bit. At least for me, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember finishing it. Okay. Well, there is the Orphan Black's uh, sequel series is officially in the works with Anna Fisco to set to do, to write. Uh, the series will be a new story set in the same world. Huh. Do, hmm. Does it? Does it need to? Is it? I mean, we're going uh, back to the whole sequel question. Well, I didn't finish it either because I felt this much the same way. So I don't know how they left it. So maybe there's place there for Well, and remember story. there was, uh, what was the name of the, was it Adam? The Because the, there mm. was, there were. Yeah, the the, the opposite yeah. side. There were guys as well, like many yeah. clones. So yeah. he, I mean, that, that world is intriguing to me. You know, that you, I think that's pretty cool. Um, it's also dark that you mm. you have all of these different uh clones and what that means and them not knowing about each other and but yeah i don't know i don't i mm, okay <laughs> i i may have to go back and see where i stopped on the series yeah and then you know see if i could pick it back up and see if it oh this is why i stopped watching or maybe it was just because it i had caught up and then i Never went back to it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I guess we'll have to see. I think it's a ways okay. off yet, so it, we'll probably be, be talking again in a year and be like, ah, oh, they finished filming <laughs> and, and we'll get it late 23 or something. Uh, finishing my news on uh, something uh, fairly exciting is that uh, according to Discussing Film and THR, which has confirmed that their source corroborates that Disney Plus's Obi-Wan Kenobi series is probably going to release in May, uh, which means we're going to get Moon Knight and then Obi-Wan like back to back. It's going to be a very interesting. I knew that there had been speculation because it makes sense. And I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not, but May 4th 
for Obi-Wan as the... Yeah, May 4th. I mean, yeah, come on. Obi-Wan would yeah, be amazing. He, yeah. Yeah. It's crying it, out. It really that, is. It? it needs to be. Um, but yeah, that'll be... <laughs> that. That's exciting. I mean, I and I'm really looking forward to uh, Moon Knight as well. I think that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a different one. I'm, I'm glad they're still doing their... Taking chances on their y- unique yeah. IPs. Yeah. Well, and, and and having a series also allows you to have a... Um, like a jumping off point to introduce us to characters that maybe are, are more fringe or that are just, or different, you know what I mean? Mm. And then being able to introduce them or bring them into, um, into their own movie or into whatever they're doing in whatever phase, you know, to integrate it that way. And because now, Oh yeah, see, they were already in here. Boom. We pull them in and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think it, be a very interesting time ahead especially as we're about to finish um we have the next week is the last episode of Bubba Fett uh the seventh episode yeah, yeah I'm very I, it, we're gearing up for battle right it has to be yeah if they don't do it do a battle and a nice long episode I think the fans will be disappointed because then they're leaving us on the cliffhanger it's going to be a while since we mm-hmm. see the Mandalorian like next year late it was season yeah. three and we're still waiting for obviously the Jedi uh, series. That's probably been next year as well. I doubt we'll get that this year. Yeah. So if they don't finish it strong, I think it's going to upset. I, yeah, fans. I agree. Um, and with the introduction of Luke there and the Jedi, I think we could have a strong possibility of with Grogu um, choosing to go to the Mandalorian. Luke delivers Grogu to the Mandalorian in the midst of battle, and which means we could see Luke help because yeah. he's a good guy, right? And the last time we saw him fight when he came to get Grogu was epic. Yes. And I love just the quick aside there. I love that Luke is the hero all in black. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. That is not traditionally what happens you know as, especially when no, you see true. luke yeah. at the beginning of star of episode four he's in white mm. you know and and yeah. as the hero and then still you know changes and yeah so breaking breaking some of those traditional rules <laughs> of the good guy is always in white mm, no even though i think um Grog is going to choose the chainmail and go to mandalorian i i, I really be disappointed if we don't get to see Luke at least go. Well, take the lightsaber anyway. You may you may need it because, come on, Grogu with that small green Yoda lightsaber. Well, who else is he going to give it to? This, I don't know. Another Padawan, perhaps. But yeah, Yoda's yeah. was always green, and they're same species, yeah. right? So yeah, give it to him. Come on, he needs a weapon if he's going to be traveling around with the Mandalorian, right? Yes. Uh, he wouldn't know how to use it yet. That's, he might try and eat it. No, but he can. He can learn. He, can, <laughs> yeah, he does eat everything, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, we we could start a hashtag trend. Give Grogu Yoda's lightsaber. <laughs> nice. I like that. Help us. Join us. Best yeah. we watched on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Get it trending. <laughs> oh, awesome. That'd be great. That all, all the right. news? I think that's us. Done. Yeah, yeah. I think we're we're all caught up on the entertainment news. I've checked Twitter right now. There isn't like anything massively breaking. So yeah, I think we've endeavoured to 
bring all the entertainment news to you what we're looking forward to what we're not looking forward <laughs> to what we're worried about uh yeah but do chat to us in the the comments either at best at best we watch in the tweets or on our youtube pages uh you will find us around if you want to email us a question you can as well on our channels you will find emails linked to our youtube channels or just ask to us ask to yes. us well ask us on twitter uh a private message that's fine we can absolutely to yes you there yeah even if you want to ask chris about uh dancing penises yeah <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. 